And we are live. We are live. We are live. Uh, sabaha, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Uh, it is Saturday morning with tech. Uh, today is October 23rd, and my notifications are on. So therefore, you're going to be hearing those. Uh, but yes, today is the uh, episode 93. We're, we are very, very close. I would say, you know, a few more weeks before we obviously hit uh, episode 100 of the podcast. Um, I already see that Pascal is waiting in the chat. Donald's in there as well. Ahmed uh, Al Al Shahir. Hope you're doing. Uh, <laughs> hope you're doing well. Uh, Jimmy Fire Dragons in there. Marks Sad uh, is uh, in there. TL is in there. And, and I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you're having a good Saturday morning. Um, a little bit of uh, background. This week has been obviously one of the busiest weeks. We had uh, three major events going on. Um, and kind of like a fourth one, but it's like really more like three. Uh, Sony kind of slid right there in between everybody without making it uh, very big, but they released the brand new camera that I am ever so much eyeing right now. It's an upgraded version of the a7 III that I have. And uh, the biggest thing that for me is the reason why I would jump on this is the 4K60 because I've been wanting to be 4K60 for the for the longest time. And right now, 4K30 is the maximum we can do on the a7 III. Plus, it has that better display uh, technology in there. Uh, Greg is in there. Hope, man, hope you're doing well. Uh, stay hydrated, everyone. Absolutely. Did not forget the water this time. <laughs> We're starting it right. Um, so this week started out a little bit uh, different, right? We had Monday where we had the announcement from Apple. They talked about basically the M1 chip or the future of their prosumer technologies or prosumer M1 uh, processors. So the M1 Pro, the M1 Max. Um, Essentially, basically focusing on the pro, uh, productivity level. Now, they didn't say anything about a MacBook Pro. Like, sorry, the the Pro MacBook, the basically the uh, the professional level desktop experience. Uh, but the, basically, this is going to be going in into their laptops. So essentially, the MacBook Pros, and it's going to be pushing their technology to replace their uh, dependency on Intel chipsets like the i9. The, the version of the MacBook Pro that I have still has an i9 chip for me, although it's not a recently released one. Anyways, the long story short. It was a heavily mobile, uh, sorry, PC centric um, event with a one little quick update to uh, the AirPods. So there's a second generation. Well, I would say it's a, it's an AirPods that are going to be the new generation uh, replacing the original style AirPods. So basically the the antenna dangling ones with the open back. So this is where the new focus is going to be for uh, for you know for Apple as far as audio experience. I thought it was going to be a uh, you know like a, a I guess a, a sequel to the AirPods Pro because I was hoping for something a little bit more um, you know better audio, better performance. But that wasn't really what they announced. So that was really Monday. Monday, in a nutshell, I think, you know, Apple had the event. Everybody talked about them. Everybody, you know, posted about ordering them. Um, and I think that was a good event. That was a good event to kick off the week. I, I was kind of a little bit, I was kind of, a, uh, initially, I was kind of worried that, you know, Apple and Samsung did not want to, did not want Google to have their week for announcement. Because there was, uh, you know, for the longest time, we didn't have anybody announcing anything. And then, of course, Tuesday was the big event, which was the announcement of the brand new Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro. Now, Google announced and released the Pixel 5a not that long ago because they wanted this event to be focused specifically on the 6 Pro and the 6. So there's a big, big of a bit of a thing that you need to understand. In theory, Google released three devices at the end of the year or in the fall, and that was going to be the Pixel 5a, the one that we talked about and we've covered here before. And of course, we have the 6 and the 6 Pro. Um, so a lot of controversy, a lot of conversations went about about this during the week. A lot of people are talking about, you know, why is Google having dual embargoes and so on? You know, at the end of the day, when you look at it, and you know, the reality of the matter is this. Everybody's having 
with the exception of a f maybe a, a one or two creators, uh, is working towards a similar deadline. Although other companies had devices, they couldn't do a full review of it. Uh, and I think that was the big benefit here is that now everybody that gets the device, be it a small creator, um, you know, myself or somebody else in that also on Theme Pixel, has a very much as much a an opportunity to showcase their work on the same time or at the same time as The Verge or somebody else. And I feel like in a certain way, Google leveled the playing field here. Now, mind you, the other companies have had the device much longer than us, which is a different situation. But again, it's still the same, I would say, uh, I would say target. Let's just shoot for that. Um, it's going to be October 20th. Uh, okay, so I think I might have missed a, a few things here. But, you know, so, um, <laughs> so yes, for for, uh, for for Dragon Ball super fans here, obviously, as you guys know, always, always, you get to see a Dragon Ball back there, in there. Um, big fan of the, uh, the, the manga, uh, the, the, basically the manga and, of course, the saga. Uh, but long story short, Tuesday was a big event for Tensor. And it wasn't just the phones, really, because we really look at it this way, right? Pixel and Pixel 6 Pro and Pixel 6 are the devices that we can demonstrate what Tensor is. But this is really the proof of concept of what Google is trying to do. They're proving that they can use their own SoC as the primary chipset on their device, showcasing their control of the entire ecosystem to give us the best experience that Google can give us on a device. That's truly the benefit here. You know, um, the, to, to this point, Pixel smartphone and even the Pixel 5a is, is showcasing a Snapdragon processor. That's something we know. But to this point, Google never had that opportunity to be able to focus on that. So we'll talk a little bit more about that and then why I'm asking you guys for help a little bit. Uh, because I want to actually, I, I really feel like, look, everybody's going to be jumping on the bandwagon on Monday. We'll start it off a little bit of water. And Juan and I have some content that we were going to be putting out on the device. Now, I focused mostly on gaming, and, I, and I'm going to also talk about some of the other areas that go around gaming when it comes down to the device. And I think Quan's going to focus more on the photography side of it, at least in the initial, uh, I would say, out of the gate kind of an experience. Because in, in reality, that's not going to be the full review, right? I can't review part of the experience on the phone and then make a recommendation based on that. Uh, but I am shooting to push out a video review of the device very shortly after that. So there'll be a video on Monday, and that's going to be my gaming, um, I, I would say gaming multimedia type of an experience. And I wanted to kind of touch base a little bit with you guys because um, I typically have like my go-to type of games, right? The things I, I like to, uh, to cover, the things that I like to play, and I also want to kind of showcase some of the things that you guys would find helpful. So that's part of part of it, what we want to talk about. Um, <laughs> um, Rish, uh, sorry, okay, so I do need to start reading some of the comments. Uh, real quick, the end thing or the other event that did happen is on Wednesday, which is when Samsung decided to release, I guess, the bespoke edition or a certain way of customizing your, yeah, sorry, I keep saying Pixel, uh, your Galaxy Z Flip 3 that everybody already paid full of money, everybody already bought them, because you have to remember, they just released the phone a few weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, and everybody that was going to buy it bought it then. Now they're releasing another version of it um, that is about $100 more. It's customizable, but it's also only available on their website, which means people that are buying it are not going to buy it from them. More than likely, that are going to the stores to buy them here, at least in the U.S., are not going to see the bespoke edition versions because you have to buy it directly from Samsung. So I'm hoping at some point that they work out some kind of a collaboration with the carriers and, let's say, Best Buy to be able to do something like that. But we'll get to that. So I know, I know I'm a little bit behind on the comments. And let me... <laughs> Looking like Goldberg. Uh, I'm not sure what that means. Uh, okay, I'm not sure what me what that means. Uh, Ibrahim, hey man, sabaho, uh, fat produce, Andrew man, hope you're doing well. 
Uh, Jimmy Fine Dragon, I think we talked about that. El Josa's in there. Hey, man. Uh, and then Mazin's in there. Review Pixel 6 camera. So that is part of my review. Uh, so this is, again, like I said, the, um, the experience that's going to be going through here is the initial video I'm going to post on Monday. I want to make it a little bit more unique. So it's a collaboration between Juan Carlos and myself. You guys know him. And the goal for this uh, t t well team up essentially is um, not only just to showcase uh, the fact that we can work together, but also because I feel like this is something that we can do a little bit better at. Um, I like playing games. And I think my devices are as much of a, an entertainment system as much as they are a you know great camera and a great UI and a great phone. All of the things that when we look at a device, you know, be it the S twenty one Ultra, uh, you know, if we look over here on the five uh, A, or even when we look here. The focus that I look at a device like this is how does it meet all of those expectations? So that's the reason why we're doing that on Monday. Uh, Jasim Musa saying, Google Pro. Okay. Okay. So um, uh, Jasim is asking basically, is, you know, what do you recommend regarding the, uh, the Pixel 6 Pro? Uh, his main focus is primarily the large screen and, of course, the cameras and so on. So while I can't answer that question specifically, yes, Jasim, um, mostly because I can't talk about the review or my opinions on this, unfortunately, till Monday, keep that in mind. It, it is not a bad decision. It is not a, um, it's not, it's not a way for us to basically tease. It's really more about making sure that we live with the device, you know, using the phone, putting your SIM card in it, going day in and day out, making calls, uh, waiting for things, you know, using data, doing all of the things we normally do to get the experience that we want out of this phone. So that's the main goal. And I think that's the main drive that we're going to be working with towards Monday. Um, so we're, um, and, and just to kind of mention that, uh, Jasim. والله ما فينا نرد عليك هلا لازم نرد اليوم الاثنين لنرفعوا الامبارجو حتى نتحدث بهالشغلات كلها وان شاء الله بجاوبك على السؤال تبعك حاعمله بالانجليزي وبالعربي. And uh, the reason why I'm mentioning it mostly in Arabic because I'm not sure if he, he speaks English but the short answer is this. I told him I can't really talk that much because Monday is the embargo. But the main thing that I wanted to mention to everybody else, especially to him, is that I will be releasing my videos in both English and in Arabic. So that's it's always something that I, I don't think a lot of us here in the channel, or at least on the podcast, realize. I actually do channels, or I have both Arabic and English channels. So TK Bay and Tariq Bay will both have the coverage for the Pixel 6 Pro uh, and answering all those questions. So this is why I wanted to talk about it today, and we are going to talk about that. Um, Exactly. Uh, Greg, Greg, I'm with you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, can't see what the Google Tensor... Uh, into, uh, can we see the... So that's unfortunately one of the other things that we cannot share right now yet is uh, the any kind of benchmarks, any information. Uh, and it's going to be very... I mean, literally, the 25th is literally a couple of days away. Let's just say how that's how good it is. Um, the... Let, okay, I'm, I'll say this. If you If you can measure the excitement on my face then you should use that as a measure of something. I don't want to be specific, but that's pretty much the excitement. Monday is going to be a really cool day. And I will say this. Everything that you guys are thinking, everything you guys are waiting for on Monday is going to be great because there's going to be a lot of people talking about it, but there's going to be more. Monday is going to have a special little thing coming up that I'm going to share with you guys on Monday. But... Keep it tuned. Make sure you check it out. And make sure you're subscribed. If you're not on the channel, subscribe yet. Keep it up. There's going to be some nice, uh, some nice surprises. Um, I'll say that there'll be some nice surprises. Um, so here's actually, you know, there's a good question. This is something actually I, I can answer primarily from the announcement of what Google made on Monday. Is the Google Tensor chip better than Qualcomm? So the statement is this: 
when you compare chipsets, when you compare processors, because I've seen some people even, I saw, I think, I forgot who was the creator. He put a video that he compared um, the Pixels, uh, I think it's Pixel 6 Pro, because he's part of Team Pixel, and uh, the iPhone uh, 13 Pro Max. So basically, he's comparing the A15 versus uh, the Qualcomm, uh, sorry, the Tensor chipset. The question that you're asking isn't really about the chipset and how is it better than other chipsets. It's how does it actually operate on the device that it's on. Qualcomm chipsets are intended to be worked or used in devices that are not made by Qualcomm. Keep that in mind. So that's how the, the, the ecosystem has been working for so long. Manufacturers basically outsource all those components and they put them together in a, I guess, in a combination, in a, in a very well-tailored experience. And I do need to see, uh, sorry. I ended up, I told you guys I was going to get the Apple Watch, so I have it on to try as well. So it's going to be notifying me every time anybody tweets at me. So be gentle. But uh, if you also want to blow it up and keep tweeting about this uh, show, let's let's see how many times we can get the swatch to beep. Uh, but yes, so what I'm trying to answer your question here uh, is you're comparing two different ecosystems, and that's what most people keep putting it together, iPhones versus Android. And I, tell, I think last week's episode was very clear. It's not important. Android and iPhones and, um, you know, iPhones and iOS and all of those ecosystem, the war between the two ecosystem, it really doesn't matter. Most people, unless they're brand new to the ecosystem of having a smartphone, sorry about that, are coming in with a preconceived notion. They coming, they're coming in with an experience of some sort. So when they come in there, that's coloring their experience. When they're seeing this bottle is the, the shape, this color, whatever, in their mind, they're comparing it to their favorite experience using something like it. So at the end of the day, if you're an Android user coming in looking at, an, at a comparison between an iPhone and an Android device, you're more likely going to lean toward Android. You're not going to uproot yourself and change. So what I'm trying to say here is this. Comparing Tensor to Qualcomm, and I'm assuming you're comparing it to the Qualcomm 888 or even the 888 Plus. Um, at the end of the day, they're never going to exist on the same system. You're never going to buy a phone that's made by the same company that has a Qualcomm chipset and another version that sells for with the Tensor uh, chipset. So I would really not recommend comparing them in a sense, is it better? How does it work in the ecosystem that it agrees in? That's going to be one of those things I want to answer for you guys on Monday. Um, and I think that's actually number one. I'm just going to put that in there. How does it work? How is it in <laughs> this, the ecosystem? Okay. And it's, it's one of those things you have to keep in mind. I think that's the main experience that we want to look at it. So I, I appreciate the question. Um, I don't think that this is something that we can actually answer specifically even when we get into the video because at the end of the day, benchmarks and so on are only certain synthetic things. You have to live in it. So we are going to speak about how is it using the phone. That's really how it's going to be. Um, oh, okay. Greg or, uh, ordered the, the Pixel 6 in Stormy Black. Very nice. I, hey, man, I got the same color. Uh, most most uh, I, I say uh, most creators got that other color. And actually, hold on, let me see if we can get this case off. It's actually a very nice case. Uh, I like the color. And uh, but yeah, the stormy. And if we can get this thing, nope, it is not going to thing. So I'm going to put it here because that's where the focus level is. Uh, it's very nice. Uh, it is fingerprint heaven. Like seriously, it goes without saying. Fingerprints are going to be there all over the place. Um, let's see here. Or whether there. Da, da, da. Oops, let me see here real quick. I think I may have skipped a, like a thousand comments because the way StreamYard does this weird situation because it aggregates comments from different systems. It doesn't do, uh, it doesn't show me a live uh, feed. It actually loads them in quantities, right? So if I'm scrolling a little bit, it actually jumps ahead depending on where I am. So I'm seeing here like Dominic is pointing comments, I think as well. 
Um, I think to, uh, 2BMe is asking uh, asking questions Google بالعربي. So 2BMe just to answer yes, حيكون بفيديو بالعربي وبالإنجليزي. It's going to be in English and Arabic. Not a problem, of course. Uh, nothing till Monday, guys. Yeah, no, it is. So I think I think what happened is, like I said, I wanted to ask you guys for help. So maybe we can start jumping into that as a conversation real quick. Uh, blink five times if you have a Pixel 6 Pro. <laughs> I can blink all day. Uh, yes, no, no, definitely. Mustafa, hi. Uh, Mustafa saying hi, Dominic. Basically, the tech reviewers can only unveil the certain details by Monday. So it is. But keep in mind, it's the anticipation, really. Okay, let's be honest with each other. When was the last time we had this much anticipation built up? And I think that's really what's driving us crazy and what's driving us up the wall. It's the fact that we're actually having to wait. Most of the times when you get a video, sorry, when you get a phone release, regardless of which company it is, on day one and more than likely before even the live event is done, you're jumping off the live events and you're going to YouTube to watch reviews, right? I'm not going to deny the fact that I'm in the same boat as well. This was the first time where Google said, wait a minute, we're going to do the launch event and we're going to do unboxings and impressions and, you know, we can talk in general about the phone. But we're going to let it sit for a little bit for about five days or so so that people can actually get the full review after people had a chance to use it. Team Pixel has grown a lot and Google's literally leveling the playing field. So although it may sound like it's a tease, although it sounds like, you know, we can't talk about it and I can say this as much as I want to. At the end of the day, you're right. I think Monday is going to be the day where a lot of opinions are going to be made. A lot of heavy opinions are going to be made. And my hope is that every opinion that is made in a video is backed up with data. It is not an impression of the, oh, I don't know, and oh, my God, and kind of, no, no. If you like it, show me why. And if you don't like it, show me why. Because when you guys are deciding to make your purchase, you're making it based on those determinations and those factors. So that's my hope for Monday. But yes, I can't talk specifics, but I want you to help me shape my video. I still have about two days about a day and a half worth of uh, content that I'd be able to create and put together in that video. But also for me, because my review, although it's not going to go on Monday, because I think everybody wants the final decision, I think here's the thing you want to keep in mind. Initial reviews are going to have a certain color, a certain flavor on them. But you also want to remember that devices change. They involve uh, Pixel devices specifically get better over time because of the feature drop that Google does. So those are the things that you want to keep in mind. So I'm, I'm just... Basically, what I'm saying is um, don't look as Monday the end-all be-all. There's going to be a lot more content and definitely a lot, of, a lot more here for myself. Hazim Islam, thank you, Tariq. No, thank you. Hazim says, thank you, Tariq. Appreciate it. Uh, can we have a Magix eraser in Pixel, it's Pixel 5? So right now, um, first thing that's going on, if my understanding is correct, uh, the Magic eraser feature, by the way, is not... This is not the first time they've announced it. They announced this about a couple of years, a few years ago, in 2017. We saw this feature first demoed, and they said they were going to bring it in. So the short answer is this. It is going to come other devices. It's not going to be a Tensor only. Uh, the reason behind this is right now it's coming up with Tensor because that's the best optimized experience, but they are still going to have to work it out because it's it's a feature inside of um, Google Photos, really. It's not a specifically built-in to you know, what we're getting there. Although here's where the problem comes in. The performance that it's been optimized for is based on Tensor, according to Google. But once you start having it on other devices, is it going to work the same way? That's the question. Uh, but the goal is obviously is just to, I would say, give it some time. Typically, Google does not block features from all of their pixels. It's more about how, how soon can they release it on more. Remember, they've been working very hardly on this. So hopefully very soon. Uh, let me see here. Blink five times if you have the... <laughs> If you have a one MK3, I wish, Russ, I really wish, honestly, look, um, 
my my budget has been very heavily stressed within the last few months, especially with uh, Samsung's event, uh, and then of course coming up right now. Uh, yeah, I'm actually waiting to see what what. Well, speaking of which, so Monday there's going to be also another event going on at the same time of everybody pushing out Pixel reviews. Sony's going to have their own uh, Pixel, sorry, not Pixel event. Uh, they're having their own phone or their own Xperia launch event. Juan and I are are speculating, thinking that it's going to be a tablet. Although I think a few people are saying that it could potentially be the Xperia Pro 2, which could make sense. And essentially, it's going to be also or potentially even uh, another Xperia, like the Xperia 5 Mark III official announcing it for the US or so on. Um, Sony's been actually very good about not announcing or releasing anything. They don't even show a teaser. Google took the opposite direction of teasing it their own self so that they don't even leave any more speculations. So uh, Monday is going to be an announcement day regardless of what happens, be it either opinions on Pixel, but also seeing what Sony's doing with their devices. Um, let me see here. I am, I am very much behind. Uh, yes, I am like at least seven minutes behind on the comments. I think uh, Dominic is in the chat. Hey, man, Aditya and Dominic are talking. We're back and forth. Um, okay. What do you think about the restrictive, uh, how restrictive Google is being about the embargo? No home, uh, sorry, no home screen, etc. Mr. Who's the Boss uh, posted on his uh, community. Uh, it, it might have been on his Twitter. And I think he did post it on, on Twitter. Um, so Mr. Who's the Boss posted on Twitter saying he's, uh, he wasn't going to participate or he's not going to post anything initially on the Pixel 6 Pro. Um, so here's the thing. The embargoes that they gave are it's actually it's a dual embargo. That's the the real the the system that they decided to go with. The dual embargoes allowed everybody to have um I mean don't don't get me wrong. I, initially when I first heard it when I my initial impressions of that dual embargo was like it's not going to work for us or how was it going to be uh, work because I, I when I first heard the dual embargo I assumed that um certain reviews would be able to go early and later and so those are different things that I, some companies do that and i've seen that happen in the past i think sony did that in the past where european creators were able to create content then chinese creators were actually able to do it first and then by the time the u.s creators got it it was a little bit later so we were a little bit of a, like there was a basically a hierarchy of release time the embargoes that they have right now is in a certain way holding the anticipation holding that excitement that everybody gets that everybody got to enjoy at the beginning of an event. And I think that's why there are some people that are upset about it and there's why some people are excited about it. From my point of view, the launch event wasn't the end all be all for me, okay? So for me, getting the phone on the day after, I think I got it, not even the day of, the day after the event, um, meant that I actually now have time to work on my content to help provide th that story of what the Pixel 6 Pro can do. As opposed to about the time I get to my content, mean because I'm part of Team Pixel and there are other companies that are actually obviously you know working with them, we're all now on the same level. Your anticipation, your excitement as a user, and for me even just as to see what the Pixel 6 can do and other creators, we're now going to be seeing what happens on Monday. So that's the biggest thing. So uh, although it was an initial shock, kind of like, why are we doing this? The more I think about it, the better it is, obviously, for smaller creators like us. Because in the past, what would happen is this. There'll be a few reviews by, let's say, big channels, The Verge, uh, you know, big, uh, big uh, like CNET and The Verge. And then a lot of people just go watch those videos. And by the time they get to somebody else's videos, smaller channels, that just doesn't exist anymore. We don't get, or if we do get any coverage, obviously we'll have our communities that build around us. But I mean, is the essentially the system as it is built 
does not is not conducive to promote the content that we're pr pushing out. So that, I think that's the one thing that uh, is beneficial out of this dual standard, the dual embargo that we're getting. So again, like I said, the more I thought about it, I felt a little bit more. Um, I felt like I understood I understood it a little bit more, but I, I can also empathize from being on the other side. If I was waiting for the content and to know what, um, it it does end up becoming something a little bit like we're not used to that, right? We're not used to waiting for that opinion. We're used to literally two minutes, ten minutes over in the in the middle of a live stream, and you start hearing those notifications. Videos are being posted from your creators, and you literally just hop on from one show to the other. And Google flipped it, so it's. It's interesting, and uh, we'll have to see how it actually pans out on Monday, because it's going to be a lot of content on Pixel. It's going to be a lot of competition, which is, I think, the best way to do it. Okay. Um, hold on. Uh, Saleh is saying, "Hey everyone, good morning." Is the Pixel Six Pro looks looks promising, uh, but the, unfortunately, Google doesn't care enough about the Middle East. Uh, we can't even get it here. So here, yes. So um, I think uh, Saleh is mentioning the biggest concern. Um, it, it actually, it's not even just Google. There's I think it's some content or some um, OEMs or you know companies are not or companies that are not releasing them there, and I'm not sure why. And I don't understand why the Middle East, as a market as big as it is, um, was not actually a big focus of Google. The only thing I can actually empathize or at least um, rationalize behind it is, Google typically releases their devices in the areas in areas that they're able to support them. Meaning, if something happens to your device, it's something that has to go to a repair center. If they don't have a repair service or a system of repair that is built into the ecosystem that they're in, meaning the Middle East, uh, you know, Asia and so on, or India or so on, those are going to be things that Google will not be able to manage. And from a logistical standpoint, will not make sense for them. It doesn't mean that these devices don't get imported. It doesn't mean people don't buy them and bring them in. But keep in mind... Um, I think at some point or another, the more demand, the more we see content, the more we see conversations about Pixel devices from, from Arab creators or people in the Middle East or in India, the more we're going to start seeing Google realizing that there is a market. So it's almost by, the, by bringing up the conversation and elevating those opinions that we're going to be able to bring that over. They are slowly expanding, but just not at the speed as some of the other OEMs. They're not trying to be Samsung right now. They're really trying to get their Basically, I would say that getting their recipe together to get the best experience. And in my opinion, like literally, the, the Pixel 6 Pro is what they're ultimately shooting for to be their most premium, most powerful uh, device on the market. And I think that's something that, you know, takes a lot of work. So I, I understand the frustration and my hope that it does get better. And in the meantime, as much as I can, like I said, I try to do as much coverage on both the English and Arabic channels, especially for devices that I know that are that are popular in the Middle East, but unfortunately not available yet. So it's, it's going to be a challenge. But thank you. Thank you, Saleh. Uh, Russ, uh, I'm okay with the embargo. It helps me have more buyers. <laughs> if it helps with more eyes. They are sold. Okay, so last time I checked, I, I, so I want to check this again because this is going to be really driving me crazy. And I'm not checking it because I'm, I, I, so I wanted to, I'll be honest. Um, I wanted to originally, uh, let me see. Why am I not? Oh, here. Uh, love it when I don't know how to type. So here, store. Last time I checked, okay, and this was a couple of days ago. Pixel 6 Pro pre-orders were in January, and I'm talking middle of January, and that is crazy late. Okay, so let's go here. I'm going to go down. Pixel 6 Pro pre-order. I'm going to go pre-order the guy. Come on. And we're going to go unlocked. Ah, I take that back. All of the Pixel 6 Pro phones today or right now are out of stock. They are not only out of stock. The only thing you could do is be on the waiting list. This is how popular this phone is. And this is partially what's happening and what Google is, like I said, that dual embargo is doing. It's building up the excitement. 
the phone was leaked from from here to high to heaven. There's just no question, right? You knew what the phone looked like. You knew what processor it had. You knew, the, you knew basically the design colors. We had leaks upon leaks upon leaks, not just from Google, but even from other companies. So at the end of the day, where you lost all the excitement pre-show, everybody was tuning in to confirm what they already knew. Now there's that excitement. Trust me when I when I say that this is the reason why we like it. it. It's the excitement of a launch event, and Google was able to capture it and bottle it and put it up on Monday. That's just that's the best way to say it. But crazy how all of their devices are sold out. Okay, let's see. Um, uh, Jonah Jonah uh, Jonah writes is saying, "Hey, I just received mine about an hour ago. So so flipping happy right now. <laughs> I am so happy for you to be able to check it out, man. I'm and I'm it, seriously the the." Um, <clears throat> we'll have to we'll have to wait till Monday. We'll have to wait till Monday. Uh, this was a bad idea. Saying the word uh, Pixel Six review in a video is not a good. Ah. Uh, mm. Oh my God. Oh my God. These. Oh my God. These these things. Uh, the, these things are just gonna be crazy. Monday Monday is gonna be a funny day. Fun day. Fun. Funny is gonna be the understanding. Yep. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Uh, Jazz, uh, Jasim Musa saying, uh, have, have a nice weekend, bro. Hope you guys are doing good. Uh, so let's see here. I guess we are, uh, hold on. Google didn't want, okay, so let's see here. This is actually a good one. Uh, Google didn't want, uh, want to so much, pro uh, so much processing power for the pixel phones. I think because they are thinking about cloud computing, uh, is the future. And that's why, uh, we're, uh, and that's why they're working on AI and computing power. Um, the heaviest, so here's the thing. Uh, although part of, part of what you're saying makes perfect sense, uh, cloud computing and so on, but to this point, one of the things, if I didn't get it right on uh, on the announcement days, 90% of their effort right now is to push all of the processing to be on device. Tensor is intended to provide all of those processing, uh, those things that we used to do before that used to require cloud computing, meaning it's say you do this. If I'm on a Samsung right now and I'm using speech to text, it's actually doing some type of connection to the uh, to the cloud processing my information. Samsung does that all the time and then sends it back to where I'm doing. They're talking about enabling us to do live transcription, live translation on device. So it's actually the opposite of what you were kind of pointing for. They're not trying to shift more to the cloud. They're trying to bring the cloud to be more in, the, in a mini uh, sustainable in, uh, ecosystem. And they needed to put the Tensor chipset to make it all happen cohesively. And I think that's the limitation when you're not using your own equipment. Um, it's like um, trying to build something, but you're having to basically stand behind somebody else and uh, you're telling them what to do. There's obviously going to be some efficiency that get better over time. But at the end of the day, you're always going to do it better if you're doing it yourself. You know what I mean? Uh, Ronaldo's in the chat. Hey, man, Ibrahim, uh, I hope you're doing fine. Uh, my six, okay, my six pro arrives on November 2nd. Can't wait. So you're, you're one of the lucky ones. Okay. So, um, J, 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 Rekt, um, J, okay. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Um, congrats, man. If you're getting on November 2nd, you are lucky. Um, I'm, I'll be honest with you guys that at the time when I got the phone, um, I wanted to get the 256. I think it's it's no, you know, uh, you know. I wanted to get the higher end storage, and I tried going in there, and I made a mistake, and I should have gone because I would have even gone for the 512. Honestly, the 512 at 1,099 sounds like it's a lot of money, but the reality of the matter is, it's not expandable, and they are giving us the option of going 512. And again, it's still a lot cheaper than some of the other options on the market. Um, okay. 
So let me hear. Uh, Joey B, <laughs> um, I'll let everyone play with theirs first and then I'll jump in on my, on for my, my purchase. And I think that you're right. I think there's a lot of people that are still a little bit anxious about what Tensor can do and what Tensor can't. Can it compete in the same realm as what Qualcomm chipsets have been doing for some time? Is it better than Qualcomm? And I think that's one of the questions that we saw before. And at the end of the day, I'll say this. Judge the chips, judge the actual ecosystem or this offering in what it can offer. Google spent a lot of time to put this package together the way they put it together. And this is not just them using other people's necessarily. They literally are focusing on software and the hardware. And of course, now giving us five years worth of software updates, uh, security patch updates on the Pixel 6 Pros, as well as the ability of actually doing three Android uh, upgrades. So not only are you going to be able to use it, but they're literally building this phone for the long haul. They're really building it for it to be your phone for the next five years, not the phone that you switch every year. I mean, like what we do here for review. So keep that in mind. Um, have you recorded your review video for Monday? Uh, no. So uh, this is one thing I say. I don't like doing my videos ahead of time. And the reason behind that is you don't know how things are going to go till the last second. So I won't be recording my video till Sunday night. That's roughly what I do. And whatever I'm finishing off as far as the editing will be done in early Monday morning because I want to get the latest and all of the information as it's coming out. And that's the main benefit. So I, that wasn't really my goal wasn't to really put out the video for you guys today and say like, well, I already recorded my video the day one I got it. I opened up the box and suddenly I knew what I was going to say. It doesn't work, right? You wouldn't believe me and I wouldn't feel right doing it to you guys. So no, no, the video has not been recorded. I'll say this, a lot of my B-roll, a lot of little clips in the background, the testing and so on that I've been doing, those are the things I've been working on. So there's a lot of those building up a library now that I need to put together as a story. But let's go ahead and start talking about this one. And I think this is a good one. So Geeky Nassim is in there. Hope you're doing well. And boom, I just jumped like 600 comments. Let me see here real quick. Um, does the Pixel 6, uh, okay, does the Pixel 6 has ultimate Google for unlimited? No, it does not include unlimited. I don't think Google announced that there was going to be an unlimited uh, storage capability. They used to in the past, but I don't, they, that was not part of this event. Uh, then next two years will be very important for Tensor chip, uh, fingers crossed. Uh, absolutely. And it was, uh, I think this is the biggest thing. It's the proof of concept, right? Um, one of the reasons why Qualcomm tweeted out, you know, saying, you know, uh, like a subtweet talking about the fact that you know, they're suddenly using their own chipset. It is a big change. I mean, there was also another uh, rumor, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Oppo is looking into building their own SOC. Um, from, the, from the market of, of processors up to this point, we've had a pretty much a dominance of what Qualcomm can do. And, and don't get me wrong, Qualcomm makes absolutely the, some of the best processors on the market, um, regardless of the heating concerns that we have on the 888 and 88 Plus. This is something that we just know. You buy in a Qualcomm, you know that the processor is going to do exactly what, you're going, what you want it to do. Um, we have Exynos that has been on the market, but again, has its own mixed reactions, depending on what market you're in, you may be using an Exynos. And then, of course, we have the Huawei uh, when we uh, go into basically Huawei chipsets, and then we also jump into MediaTek. So the point of what I'm trying to say is Qualcomm has some competition. Now we're getting, obviously, Tensor is a new processor, but Tensor is not planned to be released on any other devices other than Pixel. So this is the other thing. It's kind of like Apple and the A15 series. But at some point, if Oppo starts coming up with their SSC and other companies start coming up, that's going to start bringing in more competition and more um, experiences and different things that we're going to look at smartphones. So keep in mind, Tensor is a proof of concept, but it also is um, the best. It's, it's intended to be, and I can't say is because I don't know 100% yet. It's going to be the best experience 
it's going to be giving you some of the best experiences on a, on a device made by Google. And that's the intention of it. It wasn't made so that it makes other devices look worse. It's made so you can actually enjoy everything that Google offers. And actually, again, that's what the Google Pass is trying to do. It's one of the main, main benefits and one of the main reasons there. Um, so, yeah, no, no, any company that any video or any any creator that decides to push out a video review or put out content reviewing the device ahead of the embargo, um, they're not doing themselves a favor. They're, they're trying to jump the gun and they're trying to, um, you know, look at it in, in a sense of like, well, I mean, I can do it. I can do it. At the end of the day, you're not helping anybody. And, it, and if you're trying to jump the gun by providing something that is not really what it's intended to be, you're not going to, you're definitely not going to get the, the views that you think you're going to be uh, getting in there. Um, it's Pixel, bro. <laughs> no one can wait. It, well, it, it is, but it's also because we've built it up over time to be the best experience you can expect when it comes to cameras. I mean, cameras from Pixels are known to be good, so we'll have to see. But Tensor is Exynos plus Google software, right? Not really. Tensor is not... So although Samsung helped with Whitechapel's design, Samsung did not bring in Exynos over and then basically rebranded it. This is, a, this is a chipset that Google is intending to provide its experience, not Samsung's experience. If you notice, the, the Material U was coincidentally released at the same time as Tensor because Pixels are Google's trying to give um, users now a, a Pixel experience. I, th I said this, and I think a few videos ago, I said stock Android, the conversation that we've had over time is no longer what people talk about. Because we've seen a lot of companies say also, you know, we're very much like stock Android. We're trying to be more stock Android experience. And I think to a certain point, a lot of them are. Oppo's been doing a great job in that. But one thing I would probably say is, this is where we start shifting away from what the stock Android, AOSP-based Android, basically the stock vanilla version of Android is going to be. Google's fixing, focusing on Material U, and I feel like that's the experience that I think a lot of us are going to basically appreciate. And very few companies are going to try to bring that over to other devices because of some of the engines in there and some of the proprietary stuff that Google has in there for Pixels, which, again, think of it as like a Pixel launcher or a Pixel UI. It's going to happen, and it's going to be very good. But I wouldn't necessarily combine Exynos into Tensor, at least just not yet. The performance that we're getting uh, over in Exynos land has been something that I think Samsung's been dealing with for a while. And I would not think that Google would decide to just basically say, you know what, we're just going to take that thing that you've been struggling with for the last few years and we're just going to rebrand it and put it under ours. I feel like Google would definitely do much more, uh, more work and more dev devotion into making the experience better, for sure. Uh, Samsung is now uh, Samsung is now to Google what T TCMC is to Apple. Oh, no, no, it, it is not. I think where we do realize that Google does pick up a lot of things from Samsung, it, they don't necessarily bring in or they're not basically being, uh, how do I explain this correctly? Um, Samsung is still its own. They're not basically becoming an OEM for them. It's hard to tell that, but it's really the experience that you get. When you hold a Samsung and when you hold a Pixel, you know they're not even remotely close. There's no relation. Google uh, or Android as an ecosystem has benefited from Samsung, and I'll say that for true. Split screen came up from Samsung. Uh, this is something that we've had. Uh, and of course, we've heard, we've learned some things. But I mean, if there's one thing I want Google to learn from Samsung is DeX. And this is something to this day, we see Android desktop just not getting the love that it's supposed to. I, even though it's in Android and you can activate it on like devices like the uh, Poco, not the Poco, um, what is it called? Uh, like, no, uh, the Oppo, uh, the Oppo Find X3 Pro or the uh, OnePlus 9 Pro, you still can't use it fully as a full desktop experience. So those are things that we want to see. Uh, 
uh, okay. Uh, for for to make the uh, evidence. Okay, let's see what else we have here. Okay, so Ibrahim is jumping in here. Uh, from what I've seen, uh, from what I've seen on the regular Pixel Six is similar to the Pixel Four XL in terms of size and build quality, and the Pixel Six Pro is slightly more premium, similar to the build of the S Twenty One Ultra. Um, the size between the 6 and the 6 Pro is actually very small difference between the two. There is a difference, obviously, with the display, uh, the refresh rate, and, of course, the camera setup on the back. There's an additional sensor for, for the Pixel 6 Pro where the Pixel 6 doesn't have that. Uh, so I'm with you as far as the functionality. Yes, to a certain point, it is it is really kind of like in between. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to say. It's, it's in between the 5A, which was released uh, you know, this year, and this is going to be the kind of like the 5A XL, but it is a little bit bigger. <clears throat> sorry about that. So, unfortunately, in the case, the 5A next to the Pixel 6 Pro looks very similar. Uh, the, I would probably say the, the 6 is still intended to be better. I think it's still going to be better. It's more, it's going to give you a good way, I would say it's 90% of the way what Pixel 6 Pro is going to offer, mostly because the RAM is a little bit lower as well. But I think overall, the horsepower, the, the internal storage, all are going to be very similar. So, you're not really missing out on the processing power. It's just RAM availability, and I feel like the difference between those two, from the six, you know, from the eight to the twelve, I think it's probably going to be more in specific use cases, but general use cases are going to be very similar. So I, I still think it's a, it's a good improvement over uh, what you get with the Pixel Six, uh, Pixel Five A. Uh, how much more, and how well does it compare? That will be answered on Monday. Um, stock Android is Linux guys. <laughs> it's Linux guys. Did you know that? Uh, it, it, so it is. Uh, there's a lot of different things. Um, the reality of the matter is, I think what we use as talk Android, I think a lot of companies used to use, is what the Pixel's experience has been on Pixel smartphones to this date. And then what we're going to start seeing now with Pixel with Material U is that now every company is pretty much going to try to just focus on the features of Android, not necessarily trying to be like Android or stock Android. I think that was what I was trying to shoot for. Oh, man. Okay, I just skipped like a thousand comments. Okay, let's see how many more we can get to real quick. I do apologize, but I, 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 if you haven't been here before, if you haven't checked out the channel before, I'll obviously please make sure to like and subscribe and hit that bell icon. It does help us a lot. Monday is going to be an amazing day for all of us. Um, so the, the 6 or the Pro need... <laughs> Uh, needed in a video uh, uh, recording reels and vlogging currently using it for uh, using my uh, my six my 5t so he's using a oneplus um i think so here's the thing like i said the biggest difference between the two when you're making a decision on those devices it's for the most part when you're looking at it, because of the the way they are architected um you just need to know is do you need a 90 hertz uh, 6.4 inch. I want to. Uh, sorry, let me double check real quick. Yeah, a 90 hertz 6.4 inch display, or do you want a uh, 120 hertz 6.7 inch display? They're both large displays. They're both going to feature a front fold, a front, a front punch hole camera. One has a telephoto lens, one doesn't. But overall, the biggest thing that you're going to look at here, obviously, is obviously battery sizes in there. Those are the technologies that you're looking for. For camera experience, you're going to get some of the best experiences on the market, uh, photography wise. But you did mention in your comment that you like to do for vlogging and for reels. And if you're using the main sensor on the back, you're not going to get a big difference. The GN1 sensor is on both. If you want use, if you want to start using the front-facing camera, I think it does change between an 8 and an 11.1 megapixel camera on the front. So keep those in mind. Uh, I think that's the easiest way. The price point is more. But you are getting more when it comes to the camera sensor. You also are getting a bigger display, a bigger, a faster display. And you're also getting uh, a larger battery. So those are things to keep in mind. I'm hoping that that answers the question. Um, here, uh, Lanky is asking, uh, can Google control the heating of this uh, of Tensor with, uh, with it, okay, with the, the Tensor Core? Okay, Snapdragon 88 has an, uh, has one X1 core, uh, which already uh, overheats a lot on many devices. Um, what we've seen on to this point, 
I'll say this. Um, the, the temperature control on the device by throttling is something that's been done for, I guess, a few companies have been doing it. So OnePlus has been doing some of that to manage the thermals. Uh, and I think Samsung did it out of the box to try to manage the thermals on their smartphone by disabling enhanced enhanced processing, meaning they kind of um, somewhat cripple the experience on the Snapdragon 888 so that it doesn't kind of hit those temperatures. Uh, at the end of the day, what you want to see is what Google does as far as the uh, processing power, but can they control the temperatures? Uh, the only way they can control it is by throttling it. Can they control it by doing so? Absolutely. It's a software configuration. Um, I think what their best situation that Google's trying to do is to manage the processing on what cores and what type of experience goes in on what. Like the always on display, and uh, I think it was at the background processing of music, like music listening around, uh, that noted the uh, audio detection feature that uh, Pixels have. Um, that's going to be running on the low power cores. So that's how they're going to save power. So this is one thing you want to keep in mind. It, it's not that everything is going to run on the most powerful cores. It's depending on what they run and how they prioritize them in the basically in the, um, I guess, the processing engine and where which level they decide to go to. I'm with you. The 888 is known for heating, and that's one thing that I think a lot of us have, um, a, a lot of us have had flashbacks with the Snapdragon 810 when it comes to heating. But it's not bad in as, as bad as it was with the A10. I think this is definitely something that they're able to fix if it, they decide to basically uh, work with OEMs to manage the thermals. The 888 is definitely manageable. It's not super hot, um, but it is some, something that a lot of us are concerned. So Tensor, again, we'll have to see how it kind of goes up with uh, with temperatures and controls. I think overall for extended uh, vlogging, gaming, anything that requires the camera to be on all the time or the display to run at brightness, full brightness is definitely going to tax the system. Let me see here. Da, da, da. D working overtime today. Yeah, no, Aditya, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, uh, let's see here. Okay, Google. Okay. <laughs> I should never say that name. Okay. Uh, Ibrahim saying, uh, we'll only be uh, featuring into uh, their OS, when, feature something into their OS uh, when they decide to bring it uh, to their own devices, i.e. in display fingerprint scanner is officially supported uh, in Android 12 as of the Pixel 6 uh, series now as, as well. Actually, that was the biggest surprise for me, the ability for them to shift over to in-display fingerprint sensor because they, you know, Pixel 4 XL, they went no fingerprint sensor. So at that point, they were like, you know what? We're going to just drop it. We're going to go full on Project Soli there. Uh, Face Unlock was amazing. It worked the way it was intended. They had the hardware specifically dedicated for it. And then, of course, they flipped it over and went back to the fingerprint sensor, which, by the way, is the right way to do it um, on the back, which, again, best area. It's, it, by the time you pick up the phone, your fingerprint goes straight on. The display lights up. You can actually even initiate gestures. But this year we decided that they were going to go with uh, basically here. Just hold on, let me see here. So I know I can't show you anything else other than that, but like you know, here's essentially just showing um, our our lock screen or well, not a lock screen, our home screen. So you get to see the device, you get to see exactly how things are, and then this in, in display fingerprint sensor is going to give you, I feel like the best experience. But they took away the front, uh, the the um, basically the face unlock. That was something that they didn't mention to us um, during the announcement. So I'm thinking that's going to be something that it can be missing. So we'll have to see how that goes. I think there was a lot of conversations on that. Uh, okay, here. Can you test out the speakers and uh, tell us um, how good they sound compared uh, to other smartphones? So uh, is it technically a hardware feature and not a software feature, and does that not go against the embargo? Um, it is. You're right in a certain way that it is so hardware, not software, but it is, uh, it is in a way reviewing it. So it's where that part of it that kind of becomes... But what I will do here, um, sorry. So one of the reasons I needed your help with is, so here, so speakers. Speakers against others. Okay. So I like that. Okay. So that's that's another one. 
Uh, and, and like I said, the main reason I wanted to talk to you guys today is I want your help to help me shape the, the review and how we're going to do it. So what I would probably say, that, that actually is a very good question. So thank you very much, um, Etonique. Hopefully I'm saying it correctly. It sounds like a French name, but I could be wrong. Um, is Pixel 6 series have better camera than iPhone 13 series? Um, too early to say, Shiraz, uh, what I would probably say is this. To this day, prior to the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro, Google has had some of the best cameras, video, sorry, video, uh, uh, photography camera experience on the market since the Pixel 3 XL and six, uh, since the Pixel 4, 4XL, 4A, 3A, all of those things, they're all featuring the post-processing or the image processing technology that Google's doing. And one of the reasons why a lot of people love to, you know, bring over the G cam into some other devices. So is it going to be better than the iPhone 13 Pro Max? It's hard to tell at this point. One thing I will say, it is something that they're building on. So if it already has a massive base, you can only imagine how well the next experience is going to be building up on that. So I, I don't doubt that Google has some of the best image processing or post-processing technologies on the market. And um, one of the things I really appreciate of what they do is that they're really focusing on making it as a super simple, easy to take an image. No. Uh, so yeah, very efficient. She's very helpful. She sits in the background, listens to all of my conversations. Uh, but yeah, so it, I, like I said, it's a little bit early to say which one is better. But my question would, I would probably revert it back to you. Would you be actually considering buying a 6 Pro or an i4 13 Pro Max? Are you really in the between those two devices as your next upgrade device? And if that's truly the statement, then I think that you really need to look at more of those contents. But I, at the end of the day, when I look at it, I really think, honestly, you're going in with a preconceived notion. You're going to go in with the concept saying, okay, this is what I know, this is what I like, and how does it compare to? And I think that's the question you're asking for, uh, because unless you're holding a Pixel uh, iPhone 13 Pro Max and you're considering going over to the Pixel 6 Pro, I don't really feel like that that's a very helpful conversation. I can tell you that in their own ecosystems, Pixels and, I and iPhones are getting better every year, but Pixels have had a very good track of great image processing for photography, some of the best ones on the market. Uh, hold on. I think I'm missing some, uh, Simon says hypno. Hey, hope everybody say hi to Simon. Uh, and Greg's doing well as well. Um, can you use, oh, can I use unlocked version of pixel six in India? Yes. Uh, any device will work. Can you get 5g on it? That's going to be a limit depending on the market that you're in. Uh, the bands that are not, how do I say this? Right. Devices are made to work in specific markets. So if the device was sold, like this is the US version of the unlocked version of Pixel, it's intended to work in the US. So it supports US bands. Um, and I think if I'm not mistaken, I saw somewhere where it said it's supposed basically sub six, uh, 5G, it's obviously 4G LTE. And if I'm not mistaken, which I'm not 100% sure yet, if uh, Verizon's ultra wideband technology is also supported, because this one does support it hardware wise, I'm not sure if Verizon's version is different enough. So Verizon's selling their own, Google, uh, sorry, T-Mobile has their own, and I think AT&T has their own version, slightly different variants of them. And the only difference that happens there is those devices are controlled from software updates through their uh, carriers. So T-Mobile authorizes the updates to those pixels. Uh, Verizon will do the same and AT&T will do the same, which pretty much means that you're probably going to be a few, I'd say maybe days, a week or so later when to those monthly updates that we get for pixels. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, we'll have to see how that goes. Um, can I, okay, uh, pixels... Okay, so I think I'm still highlighting one other feature. Let's unlike it, we'll go back here. Uh, Michael Clark says... Um, are the side rails of the Pixel 6 Pro version stainless steel or aluminum? Ooh, 
hold on a second. Actually, I've had it in the case since I've had it, so it's hard for me to tell. Is it stainless steel or aluminum? So it's hard to tell. Hmm. I'll have to test that out. That's actually a good question. I didn't I don't remember seeing the spec sheet that's, that mentioned that. So let's go ahead and put that in there. Side rails. Okay. I'll put that in there. Sorry. I, I, I don't I don't have a way of testing it out right now. Um, it's colored to be the same color as the device itself. So for me, it's hard to tell. Uh, when I'm tapping on it, I'm not feeling... Um, it doesn't feel metal, but I'm not sure if it's not metal. So I don't know. Uh, like I said, it's it's hard to tell just by tapping on something. Uh, but we'll have to see. Uh, let me see here. How is the vibration motor? Okay, that's actually a good one. So I, unfortunately, that was also one of the things... Yeah, I know. It, it, vibration motor... It's actually, I forget about that. See, I, I always forget about these things. The vibration motor is actually a very important concept when you're playing games as well. Um, how does it compare to iPhones? Um, I'll have to see. I'll have to see. I do have the 11 Pro Max from iPhones. We'll be able to compare it to that one. Um, let me see here. Uh, will the new version of the of Gcam port uh, will come to other devices? So here, uh, right now, Gcam is in, the, the Gcam that they have is intended specifically for Tensor. Can it be ported to other devices? Um, as far as I understand, I don't think it's impossible, but I'll say this. Um, Root is one of the things that I think a lot of people are starting to look into. And I think from my understanding, at least, uh, they've been able to get Magix to work with one uh, with another um, module air, uh, company that enables them to actually get access to it. So it's not impossible, but I think it's a matter of time. The Gcam, once the features start showing up on Qualcomm devices, it becomes much easier because then you're just jumping from Qualcomm to Qualcomm and you just need to get the settings library to work correctly. Uh, but currently, I don't think there's enough people that have done enough uh, to showcase that the Gcam can be ported yet or not. Oh, uh, back after the long thing, remember TKception? <laughs> hey, uh, yes, no, TKception will, yeah, definitely for sure, you guys. TKception always going to be there. Uh, um, here, um, Carola's actually, she bought in uh, the Pixel 6. I think it's a great choice. Um, personally, I think, weirdly enough, I think once I spend some time with the 6 Pro, enough time with it, I definitely want to check out the Pixel 6. I, I want to see the experience because I kind of have literally the, the bookends of the experience of what Google has to offer. We have the 5A, a large display, a large battery, obviously some of the best technology they can do in the A series. And of course, we have the 6 Pro, which is the the upper echelon of all the other experiences that they're trying to give us. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you're able to get that. And I think I'm hoping you got it in the color that you wanted. Because uh, I think a lot of people right now, are, are the, the choices are limited. <laughs> uh, come on, uh, solely peak <laughs> pixel. Uh, proximity activated before pickup. Uh, you seize your face instantly. Solely was actually one of the best technologies when it came to that. But I think the pandemic changed that approach. Um, the, the situation kind of changed it where I think a lot of people started realizing, especially iPhone users, where they haven't had fingerprint sensors for some time, uh, how much of a challenge that was to be able to use the device when you had to have a mask on. So that's something that's concerned. Um, they worked on things. They added some different ways to, to train the face unlock. But at the end of the day, I feel like, look, biometrics, when it comes down to unlocking our devices... Unless they have dedicated hardware, like what Huawei has done in the past and what Apple is doing right now, um, dedicated hardware, and of course, Google with Soli, uh, with the Soli implementation, um, is something that you really needed dedicated hardware. Front-facing camera taking a, a picture of your face is not the most secure unlocking mechanism, seriously. So if you're really worried about your concern about security, you really need to have either a pin 
or a fingerprint sensor on that allows you to at least have some direct context initiation that cannot be fooled with just a picture. I'm not saying they can. I'm saying is the technology itself is just, it's leveraging a built-in piece of hardware that you already have that's intended for video, and it wasn't dedicated for security. So just look at it from that point of view. Um, I think, hold on, let me see here. I think I may have skipped a few. S21 or Pixel 6. Based on my experience on the S21 from last year and some of the concerns that I've had with it, and I saw earlier this year, um, on the S21 series right now, I, I, I really, if you're looking to pick up a Samsung device, I probably recommend you pick up an S20 from last year, an S20 Plus, or even the S20 Ultra. I wouldn't necessarily recommend you getting an S21 in, in 2021. The experience and some of the things that you have on these devices are actually more crippled than anything else. You lost features than we had before. You lost SD card support. And I think, seriously, the S20 Ultra is much better from battery capacity, charging capacity, um, functionalities as far as SD support and all the other things that you want and ultra experience. And even if you go into the lower end models, the more entry level, you still get a better experience. So I'm not targeting specifically the, um, I'm not targeting uh, speaking to the Pixel 6, but just keep in mind that Pixel 6 is coming in later in the year and of course offers, again, if you are a fan of what Google has as, a, as an experience, it's intended to be the best experience from, at least that's what they're selling it as. Hmm. Uh, water is life. Um, will Google ever bring back Soli? Um, it's hard to tell with the way they've done it. It was a one-off two generations ago. It's hard to tell. I'll say this. If since they came back to the 5 had a fingerprint scanner, all of the other devices had fingerprint scanners, and even the 6 and 6 Pro have fingerprint scanners, the likeliness of Soli coming in could potentially come in in the future as far as a dual feature, let's say another generation of a Pro, but um, I, wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily hold off for it. I honestly think it's something that it makes perfect sense for security. It makes perfect sense from uh, functionality and why you want to have that extra level layer of security. And I feel like what they did here with the Titan M2 chip and the Tensor, uh, Tensor chip with the new architecture, I think that's what they're focusing on. So I feel like probably at some point, but I wouldn't necessarily ping that for another year or so. Mostly because it's been gone for a couple of years. Um, Going for the Google 6 Pro, oh, hold on, let me see here. Uh, going for the Google 6 Pro or wait for the Huawei Mate 50 Pro, what would you suggest? Right now, unless the situation with, with, uh, with Huawei changes, I would probably say go with the Pixel 6 Pro. Not because of the camera's experience, although, like I said, that all of that would be basically solidified very soon. Um, it's more about the experience and what you want to do with your phone. If you rely on Google services, having to rely on a back or on a secondary method to load Google services on a Huawei is never going to be the exact same as having it built in because certain apps will not work and certain things just don't work the same way. So at the end of the day, if cameras are, if you're just going to get the phone and use it as a camera, don't care about the services that come around it, then it becomes a little bit of a competition. But I would probably say right now, if I had to make a recommendation, I would go with anything that runs Google Play services. So Pixel 6 Pro would definitely be more of my, my recommendation, uh, not necessarily because I'm speaking to the camera. It's purely from how I feel like it would fit my life and I don't have to basically back re-engineer re it to make it work into my life. Uh, do you know how, how I can imp import it to Mexico right now? Uh, right now, as far as importing, the only thing I can probably say, it, I don't think there's much of an import situation going on. Uh, the only thing you you may have to do if you have a family, a friend, or somebody that can basically buy it for you. I think that's a, the only way to do it. Um, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think none of the none of the main stores in the U.S. will ship internationally. 
And even for the ones that do, you're, like later on when you start getting resellers out of Hong Kong and so on, uh, those are going to obviously have their own, there's your own concerns there. But if you have a family member or somebody that lives in the area that does have a way of purchasing it, I think that'll be the best way. Uh, da, da, da. Okay, I'm a little bit behind again. Uh, going for Google 6 Pro. Okay, let me double check here. Dang, okay, we jumped again. Okay, so I do want to say this. Uh, ah, here it is. Uh, okay, uh, I want to say first and foremost, obviously, thank you very much to uh, Mutakil uh, Ismail. Uh, Ismail? Ismail, yeah, so I uh, hope you're doing well. Shukran Jazeen ala Super Chat. Thank you very much for supporting the channel, man. Uh, always appreciate it and always appreciate the support and the love from everybody in the chat, of course. Um, let me see here. I liked Google Squeeze feature. Ah, yes. So that was a feature that I really found very helpful, uh, although not as very well covered by a lot of people because uh, it was a feature where you were able to basically just, not to say that this, uh, you know, I can't say anything about this one, but essentially is it just like squeezing on your phone and it enables you to launch the assistant. Uh, and of course, it had certain uh, pressure uh, experiences in there. And I think those are one things that I, I appreciate. I feel like those are going to be things that should work. Um, I, I, it's one of those things, again, it, I'm not sure if it's statistical data or something that came up as far as how people used it and it's one of the reasons maybe they don't feature it but it is definitely something that you want to keep in mind uh let me see here will will wi-fi calling uh work on unlocked versions of pixel 6 i think in, in my experience with other devices that i've used pixel uh not pixels specifically uh, unlocked devices typically don't have that restriction of wi-fi calling but it, it's not necessarily built on the wi-fi calling feature it's more about the company that you're with um, if I last time I checked, I want to say like T-Mobile typically doesn't care. Like I think Wi-Fi calling has worked on many of my devices, even Poco phones. Um, but it's more about when you go like the AT&T where their Wi-Fi calling has to be specific to certain devices. Like for some reason, it just doesn't work on everything. So it depends on the on the company that you're with. And I think somebody was asking me about voice over LTE and so on. Again, I think it all depends on the carrier and the region that you're in. And this is one thing that you want to keep in mind if you do consider importing this device to another country. These features intentionally made for on these devices are intended to work in specific markets. So if you take it and let's say your carrier does feature this, uh, let's, let's they do have voice over LTE or they do have 5G, there is the support for bands, but also for the features that are built into the software. Again, if that phone wasn't intended to work in that market, you're importing it with the understanding that you're going to be kind of not getting the full experience. So that's something you want to keep in mind. This is why when you import, you have to understand that before you make that decision. So I'm hoping that makes sense. Uh, unlimited photo uh, backup for Pixel 6 series is gone. Uh, as far as I understand, unlimited backup is gone for all devices. Uh, I think even if you do get certain limits or certain numbers, um, the Pixel Pass is supposed to include, I think, 200 gigs. If I'm not mistaken, somebody please correct me in the comments, uh, included with the Pixel Pass, but that's not free. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, why phones with such good pr uh, properties is not launched worldwide? Uh, so, Suraj, it's not about the... You have to keep in mind, it, launching something worldwide requires the ecosystem to support it. Samsung does have the has have has a presence across the world to be able to start selling things like this. Um, you know, other, other companies like OnePlus is getting bigger; they're getting better at, at doing this. Apple is getting better into this. I mean, if you know, as we listen to the news, Apple's bringing in and going into more and more countries to provide those services and being able to sell devices in those markets. It's not an easy thing when. You have to consider the fact that Google is not known for phones. They're not known for pixels. Google is a search engine. Google is an ad company. Google is search. 
all of the other features that you look at are secondary other divisions or other divisions that work within the system. So although pixels are getting better and they're expanding year over year with new markets and new features and, and technologies, they are, they are not at the level yet where they're everywhere when it comes down to pixel. I think maybe the Pixel 6 Pro and 6 are, would be the right direction for them if they go in, obviously, and they do have the success that they're going with. Um, we showed it a little bit earlier on the show. All of their devices on the Pixel 6 Pro, regardless of what color st storage capacity, are gone. And the only thing they have right now is our waiting lists. So it's really, really crazy nice to see that. Um, okay, so I can't read the name. I'm sorry, it's not translating well in the, into uh, StreamYard. Uh, 5G modem. Uh, read that Samsung 5G modem is uh, in, in Pixel is an um, underrated is an underrated one. What do you think? Okay, um, so I didn't know that there was a Samsung. I'll, I'll say this: uh, I, I wasn't diving into the 5G modem that we have in here. Um, I, I can tell you that right now it is the the version that's sold in the U.S. or that will be sold in the U.S. will have 5G and it will support sub six. So in theory, it should work on almost every carrier in the U.S. AT&T, Verizon, and even uh, and even T-Mobile. Uh, since Sprint has pretty much just got absorbed, and then there's Metro PCS, which is technically T-Mobile. So the short answer to, to your question in there, it, it being underrated or overrated, at the end of the day, as long as it performs what it needs and it gives us the 5G speeds that we want, I don't really see that as, a, as an issue. My One thing I did read somewhere, and I, and I cannot confirm exactly where it was, is that it's supposed to, though, in certain markets, depending on the carrier like AT&T and T-Mobile, it's actually going to support their higher speed uh, tiers, especially with the ones that they're, they're going to be coming up with there in the near future. So the question about it is it's supposed to have one of the best modems on the market, but it again, it's intended for the market that it's going to. So again, this is a US version, at least the one that I have. And if you pick up one that's in your market, it should be doing the same, especially the unlocked model. Locked models always have a, a flavor of whatever the carrier is putting into them, be it Verizon, be it T-Mobile, be it AT&T. I personally, once I've gone away from, um, you know, like carrier versions of devices, I started enjoying a little bit more my experience of using these devices because I get to see what the OEM, what Samsung wants to release, what OnePlus wants to release, what T-Mobile, sorry, what P uh, Pixels want to release or Google. And I don't need that flavoring of injected applications into my phone every time I unlock it. Um, what if I'm, uh, okay, so I think, I, I, I think I'm a little bit behind. Oh, okay. Here, um, and Keith is asking: Is what do you think of Oxygen OS? Uh, Oxygen OS uh, four uh, fewer. Okay, I'm not sure what the uh, okay because it's now becoming Color OS because it, it was very good at, um, after they uh, after they left the uh, okay. So I think I I understand the just uh, the gist of the question. What do I think about Oxygen OS now that it's actually kind of part of Color OS? It used to be much better when it was originally kind of going on. I've used both ColorOS and OxygenOS. I am a big fan of OxygenOS on all uh, OnePlus devices. And even though they changed the UI element, they changed the look of the system, I was still a big fan of theirs. So that's something to keep there. What I would probably say is this. Going over to ColorOS, unifying ColorOS and OxygenOS as far as the core base, I think is not a bad decision. The biggest thing that we need to keep in mind is that ColorOS is good. ColorOS is fast. It is a different system, and it is in a certain way now looking at it as if ColorOS and OxygenOS are going to benefit from each other. But at the end of the day, if we're getting super fast, smooth experience, solid updates, better update uh, schedule now that even ColorOS is putting out their schedule, how often they're going to update devices. Again, this is something that's going to be mirrored because OnePlus is still carrying their own. It's a benefit for us. As long as they don't steer away from the core experience of what OnePlus devices give us, even if it has ColorOS as the base, I don't think that's going to be a big problem. I really think this is something that we need to focus on in more of how does it end up becoming in our hands. So we'll see how that goes.
can you can you test if the macro mode also uh, charging and uh, oh, charging and charger compatibility? Ah, good question. So let me add that to the list as well. So here, macro. That's actually a good question. I don't usually typically focus too much on macro photography. Okay, and then six one we're going to see charging plus chargers. Actually, that's a great question because you're right. They don't include a charger in the box. And the package or the charger that they sell um, is, I, didn't, I couldn't see essentially if it said if it was PD or uh, a different technology that they're using. Thank you. Thank you, uh, by the way. Uh, appreciate it. That was a good question, Russ. Uh, always, always appreciate the support there. Uh, let's jump back here. Uh, Sung? Okay, hold on. I'm saying that correctly. Uh, Jing Wu is saying, is Snapdragon 88 is more powerful. So I'll take your word for it. But I'll say this to that. The Snapdragon 888 is underutilized. It's a powerful chipset. It could do so many things. But the way we use it today in our devices, with the exception of certain people that maybe try to push it to the limit, are underusing it. And it doesn't matter if it's an 888 or an 865 or an 870. You realistically not you wouldn't notice the difference between those processors. Although the 888 is the fastest processor, and I'm pretty sure in another month or so, Qualcomm is going to announce their whatever new chipset's going to be, which is going to be again light years again, and there'll be a certain number of improvements. That statement is true, but do we use that power? You know, it's like getting a Lamborghini, right? The car can go 120, 130, 200, 300 miles, whatever. At, as fast as that car could go, do you drive the car that way? Well, no. Do you use the car that way every day? Do you drive at a max speed for if you're driving down the street to go to the store or to go to the go to an event? No. You use it to the way you use it. And the reality of the matter is, if we drive our cars to a certain extent and use them or devices the way we use them, does it matter if it's an 870 or an 888 or an 865 or even an 855? It's hard to tell. It's the secondary features that I think matter the most for us. You know, like the triple ISP functionalities that we have in the 888, better 5G modems, or even getting a modem from uh, from Qualcomm that supports every band in the world, like the Insider Edition one. So, no, I'm, I'm with you. Um, DT is asking here. Okay, let's see here. DT, hey TK. Some outlets are saying uh, that they're going to be they're going to be three years of software updates and two security, and uh, others are saying five years. Um, do you know which one is true? So, the biggest thing I think if if um, so I can't point one to the other. I can tell you that I see I saw basically the five years, the expansion of five years, but I didn't think that Google would, was going to basically give us five years of software updates because they haven't said that in, specifically. This is why when you say five years, typically they mean software patch updates. They don't necessarily mean it's the other way around. But at the end of the day, it's the intention of how long Google wants you to be able to keep that phone. They're really wanting you to keep it for a very long time. But I've seen the same uh, reports, uh, essentially, where you're getting different conflicting conversation. I think three of software and five of, uh, of um, patch update makes more sense than it is to be the other way around. Because by upgrading you to the next version of the software, by definition, you're up to date with the next uh, with the security patch updates for, the, for, that, uh, for that period. So it wouldn't really be the other way around. It would be more the other. So like three for software, five for, uh, for updates. That would make sense for me. But thank you. I appreciate that question there. Um, Six Pro versus six uh, differences justify the price difference. Ah, that's a good question. I think that we can talk. So it is about, it's a, it's a decent charge, right? From 599 to 899, it's a pretty decent. So we're going 600 to $900. First thing I'll say is this. We are getting a bigger battery, a bigger display. We are also, also getting a higher refresh rate and higher quality display. So those are separate features from just having a bigger display. 
Then we get the extra camera sensor on the back. We also have the slightly faster uh, faster charging uh, wirelessly. And if I'm not mistaken, um, I, I want to say that's pretty much mostly it. Uh, the the five twelve is only available on the on the higher end, but that kind of pushes you into eleven hundred dollars anyways. Now, if I with those six six to seven different features that we talked about, do they justify the extra three hundred? I feel like they do in a way that because you're when you jump from the six to the six pro, you really need to have those the features. If you don't, I'd much rather you go to the six. I think the six is definitely a much better experience. Just overall from the sense of price to value kind of an experience. Um, so just look at that in that aspect. I'm hoping that help that makes sense for you. Uh, let me see here. And I know we're gonna jump real quick. Okay, guys, don't forget to smash that. Ah, uh, dude, Greg, uh, dude, thank you very much. Uh, yes, if you don't mind, please, guys, uh, make sure to uh, hit that smash, hit the thumbs up, like, and subscribe, of course, as usual. And if you're not subscribed, make sure to subscribe, and so you're always going to be aware whenever we have new videos. If you guys here on the channel, um, okay. So here's a good question. Um, Hunter, uh, Hunter, uh, saying is, I'm trying to decide uh, whether I should keep my S10 or go for the six Pro. I think your upgrade from the S10 is going to be an absolute massive jump. So we're talking S10 from 2019. So the S10 to the S20 to the S21 series, uh, you're an 855 processor. Uh, it, it should pretty much be a decent experience jumping mostly because of the fact that you're not only getting better optics because again you're getting the gn1 sensor you're getting the ability of going to 12 gigs of ram you're, there's so much more going on uh and i'm assuming you have the base s10 not the s10e or the s10 plus so this is definitely going to be a massive upgrade regardless of what the what it sways in what direction and the decisions happen i still think it's a good opportunity for you let me see here dude i appreciate it i always always appreciate it. thank you okay so here's a good question so um Parvais is saying is, uh, what if the Pixel 6, okay, sorry, what if I import the Pixel 6 to India? Would it work? Uh, I think from the most part, and I'll say this just purely because I've actually imported devices to the U.S. that are India specific, like the Neo, uh, the Neo 2 that I have here. It's going to work. It's going to be limited. So what I would probably say is this. Some features are geolocated and geoactivated. And what that means essentially is if you're not in the specific market that they're supposed to be in, it the feature may not work so i cannot guarantee that let's say the eraser will work or cannot guarantee that the translation services are going to work the way they're supposed to those are things that can only be found out when you get it on top of the fact that your uh your basically your connection is not going to be as efficient meaning you may, you're more than likely probably not going to get 5g but depending on the carrier that you're using you may or may not get 4g lte when i've imported devices to the us i'll be honest t-mobile just does not work with them that absolutely but if i put in an at&t sim into an indian phone surprise surprise i suddenly start getting service so it depends on the carriers and it depends on what you're using and i would always recommend you if you are going to import it please think about that before you do any kind of in, uh, uh, importing not only are you paying more pricing because you're bringing a device into a separate market but you're running the risk of not getting all the features that you're looking for so just be be aware of that and i say that because i've again experienced it the other way around um, there's a video out coming up comparing the S21 Ultra to the Pixel 6 Pro. They're basically the same size. The Pixel looked a hair smaller. Um, Jamrob is asking, uh, so as a video comparing the two devices, I think that that's a good opportunity or a good comparison. I think the 6 Pro should be compared to the 11 Pro, Pro Max, and as well as the S21 Ultra. It is very much like an experience, kind of like those are the upper echelon of devices, right? From the price point, though, if we start looking at them, I think the Pixel is, I, I want to, I will give Google a, a very good tap on the back for targeting price points at the right spot. 
A lot of people were speculating $1,200, $1,300, but the fact of the matter is the best version of the Pixel 6 Pro is $1,099. That's 512 gigs of internal storage. So if you really compare that to the fact that if you have to get that on a, on a S21 Ultra, you're like close to 1500 bucks. Same thing if you're, uh, you know, you're sitting on an 11 Pro Max or 12, 13 Pro Max. This is something that you have to kind of appreciate what Google's trying to do. But I think it's a good comparison. We'll have to see that. Uh, let me see here. Da, da, da. Oh, man, I jumped in here. Okay, so uh, again, thank you. Thank you for everybody hanging out with us here. Uh, I'm glad you guys are enjoying the show today. And Matt Tyler, dude, welcome to the chat. Matt Tyler, the man himself, the Call of Duty war god in that in that room. Oh, okay. Uh, hope you're doing well, Matt. Hope you're doing great. So here's a good question. Um, Thanos, the uh, the farmer, I love that one, uh, saying is this the Xiaomi Mi 11 Ultra? Would you would you say that or the Pixel 6 Pro? They're using the same sensor. They're really like this is something. The GN1, one of the one of the reasons I loved the cameras on the on the uh, Mi 11 Ultra was the way that they were able to bring in that vibrance, the GN1 sensor, and how it works. So I'll say this: although they featured the same sensor, the the, the rest of the experience is slightly different. Uh, if I had to kind of compare the two out of the bat based on specifications they're very welcome uh, you know i i think this is would also be one of those other devices you want to compare uh, the 11 ultra the 21 ultra the s21 ultra as well as the 12 13 pro max i think those are the ones that you want to put them in there because that's the experience that google is selling okay that's how they set it the pixel 6 pro is their premium model this is going to be the best that they can offer for 2021 actually for most of 2022 if you think about it there's not going to be a better uh, pixel at least till September, October next year. So this is going to carry them for quite some time. So think of that level of pressure, um, especially for a first time chipset to be able to live up to. So we'll have to see. We'll definitely have to see. Uh, but thank you for that question. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Matt, thank you for Matt and the DTF for, of course, helping us moderate the channel in the comments in there, of course. Uh, Jim. OK, great. Uh, Thanks, CK. Quick question on the OnePlus 9, and I wonder if you, uh, if I should return it and wait for the Pixel 6. Uh, there are trade-in offers, uh, like slower charge. Uh, obviously, yes, you're right, much slower charging, uh, like less than half of it, uh, and possibly better cameras, uh, software update, and fast. So I'll say this. The, Pix the OnePlus 9 and OnePlus 9 Pro share the camera ex experience very closely. There's not a lot of differences between the two, and I feel like that's the best experience there. Um, OnePlus has not made better cameras to date. They are getting better and we're seeing more features being pushed. Uh, to a certain point, the question ends up becoming at the end of the day is, do you like pictures out of OnePlus devices? Have you used OnePlus devices for some time? And do you like their color science, the way that they put it on their devices? And if you have used a Pixel device, how does that compare to that? I feel like that's going to be the main driver for you and how that justifies one over the other. Um, you're right. The, the charging speed is definitely slower. You do have wireless charging, which I think we also had, but I feel like the wireless charging would be faster than the OnePlus 9. At least the US model, the OnePlus 9, was like a 15-watt charger. This one is 21 watts. Um, the other thing I would probably say is just the overall experience, updates, and so on. It's a different ecosystem and different color science. Uh, it's, again, focusing on Google experience. So I would probably say is if those are going to be the main deciding factors to maybe even consider it, uh, mostly because the OnePlus 9 is not even a year old. And you're running the 888, so you're changing ecosystems as well, uh, slightly with the with the Tensor. Uh, again, can't speak to the performance and how it actually does, but at the end of the day, I think it's the overall the other the other services, the other things around it that you should be using as uh, the the reference point of what you want to do. Hopefully that helps. Mm, let's drink a little bit more water. Mm. Oh man, busy day, very very nice. 
and I, I, I want to say, um, again, thanks for everybody watching the show. Uh, if it's not, if it's not anything, I think this is literally the most we've had watching the show um, at a concurrence uh, kind of thing. We haven't had something like this for some time. Uh, let me see here. Pixel 5 had a major overheating issue. Does the Pixel 6 seem to have uh, the same issue? So Pixel 5 was running a Snapdragon 765G. So the overheating, I'm not sure what part of the overheating we were talking about. Um, the Pixel 5 was not even running a flag, uh, was not running a flagship 888. So that's a different experience. Um, maybe if you can elaborate a little bit more about this one, Mauricio, is it uh, what part of the, because I'll say this, I, had, I have a Pixel 5. And I did not experience overheating, or at least massive overheating. Um, is it worth, uh, oh, here, let's see here. Um, so I'm 30 saying, is it worth uh, changing from the S21 Ultra to the Pixel 6 Pro? It, it's a little bit hard to tell, but I, I would probably say it, it's going to end up becoming something that you have to make a decision on your own based on what you need. If you're not happy with the S21 Ultra and you're thinking about changing, then that could also be the reason why you want to look into other devices. I would look at it and say, is is the S21 Ultra meeting your expectations? And if it's not, start looking for what device can provide that for you. Right now, I can't speak to the differences between those two directly. Again, mostly because of the, S the Pixel 6 Pro conversation. But I can tell you that at least from a person that has both of them, you should only switch from one ecosystem to the other and one phone company and one man manufacturer to another when your needs on the first one are not being met. That's the only reason we ever look for other devices. It's not a competition of having the fastest car. It's having the right car that does the thing that you want it to do. That's what we should do. Uh, ta -ta -ta, let me see here, Dominic. Uh, what's value to the, to the money, Pixel 6 or Pixel 6 Pro? Um, Right now, I feel like the Pixel 6 will be definitely more the value for the money. You're getting way more for the $600 than you probably would have gotten like even a year ago because you're still getting the Tensor chip. You're still getting all of the Google, new Google services and features that they talked about. You're still getting uh, Tensor. And you're still getting also you know the all of the new bells and whistles with the exception of that one sensor. I feel like at the highest, most expensive, or even at the entry level, the best bang for the buck, the Pixel 6, I think, in my opinion. Uh, and I, I would be very happy to have somebody correct me with this if it is the Pixel 6 Pro. Uh, but at the end, you need to keep in mind that's still 900 bucks. So 600 is a $300 difference. The benefits are great if you need them. But if you don't, I still think the 6 is a much better bang for the buck. And, and don't forget, you still have the 5A. I mean, the 5A is technically still very capable. The 765 is a very powerful ch uh, chipset. It's a mid-range chipset, but surprisingly performs as good as some of the main flagships in certain scenarios, specifically for daily activities. Uh, and again, unless you're looking for specific use cases, I think that's going to be a good opportunity there. Uh, let me see here. I think I'm, I, I'm reading comments, but I'm not highlighting them. Uh, ta -ta -ta. Hold on. I think I may have missed a few. Uh, how are the haptics? I, I added that to my I added that one to the list. Actually, speaking of which, if you don't mind, uh, for everybody in the chat or watching right now, um, I would love for you guys to throw in some of your ideas of things that you'd like me to focus on for the video. I think that was the main point, the purpose of the the uh, the title. It wasn't trying to um, I wasn't trying to get people to ask questions that I couldn't answer. It's really more I'm trying to look for your help for anything you can help me with uh, to basically, like I said, better shape it. And right now we have a few a few options here and there uh, that we talked about it. Uh, basically. Uh, you know, speaker comparison, uh, the side rails material, uh, vibration motors, uh, emphasis on the macro lens, uh, of course, charging and, and basically what charges does it work? Uh, and of course, uh, I think telephoto, oh yeah, and the, the telephoto experience on the camera. Uh, okay, here, this is a good question. Um, 
Wasim Wasim Azim. I like that one. Wasim Azim. It basically says uh, the great Wasim. Uh, that the translation in there. Uh, if I import the Pixel Six, uh, will it work in United Arab Emirates uh, in the UAE in the United Arab Emirates? Um, overall, if I'm not mistaken, I think you'll probably get most of the service, uh, most of the connections other than 5G will work. Um, I don't think voice over LTE or any other the services that you are used to using on your uh, in your country will probably translate well, mostly because I think um, I've in the past I've talked to Ahmed Bardaki, which is uh, Slorks, if you guys know him uh, from other channels and so on, and some of my other uh, other creators that I know that live in the Middle East, typically when you're importing a pixel, you lose some features. So I would probably say is, is it going to work? Probably. And is it going to have the same experience as if it was in the US or in the market that it was sold? More than likely not. Uh, but again, uh, I think the camera experience probably will not be affected. I think it's more about the secondary services that you're you're looking into. Let's see here. Da, 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 da. Oh, okay. Should I go S21 or OnePlus 9? Um, I, you know, Kunal, I would actually say, what are you using right now? Start base it on what you have right now and what you're looking to get. Um, I think the Pixel, uh, the 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 S21 is a good device, but I felt like I enjoyed the OnePlus 9 a little bit more. I felt like the S21 was a compromise compared to what we had from last year for the S20. So I probably would say if, you, if you've used OnePlus before, I think you're not going to be disappointed. I think the OnePlus 9 would definitely be a good one. Let's see what else we have here. Ta -ta -ta. Okay. What's with the holdup for the uh, for the performance reviews? Uh, so this one was mostly done to build a a, play, a fair field, a, a fair playing field, actually, for everybody to post their reviews um, on Monday. The reason behind that is a lot of people that are part of the team Pixel. This is not a, the the media. This is the team that Google selected to be part of their, um, I would say, like an insider type of an experience, where uh, they're able to get review and check out these devices and put their reviews. We've been used to having this experience whenever we turn on an event, a launch event, that two minutes or 10 minutes into the event or even at the end of the event, you're bombarded with a select few that have reviews that color the experience on a smartphone. And the weird part about this, the decision of how that performance or how that phone performs is based on that selected few people that are able to put out their videos initially and everybody bases their opinions on it. What we're getting in this conversation is a slightly different approach. Google leveled the playing field by allowing everybody to put out initial impressions of the hardware, not the software, but held up all performance reviews to make sure that everybody provides it at the same time. So at the end of the day, what you're going to get on Monday is it's going to be a plethora of reviews and opinions and different things on it. But at the end of the day, I feel like you're not going to be cuddling, you're not going to be coloring your experience based on one person or two people's reviews. You're going to have a plethora of the reviews to review yourself and make your decision based on that and hopefully make the decision that fits your needs. That's the end goal of this. It's not intended to be uh, like, you know, you're just basically winning and that's it. There's going to be conversations. There are going to be different point of views. And depending on how everybody's personal experiences with the phone, it's going to color their video. So it's going to be very what I would say is a very exciting time. So it's not a bad thing. I always look at it as it's going to be something that you want to keep in mind and enjoy and the fact of the matter is, enjoy the fact that we have excitement again. You have excitement, and this is something that we haven't had for some time. And I think it takes a second for us to recognize that. Uh, yeah, we'll do the again. Um, oh, okay. So here's a good question. Here is um, how many hours of screen on time? Uh, you know what? I forget I, that. Yeah, the screen on time is also is uh, so SOT screen on time is always a good one. So I'm, I'm taking 
by the way, I'm taking comments and I'm taking recommendations, of course. So thank you, Michael, for that one. Uh, tomorrow, India will uh, <laughs> will be one that will, okay, I think that's a different conversation. Okay, so here, Russ had another question in there as well. TK, can you also add to that? Uh, 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 can you also add if I can uh, if I can do 4K 60 in all lenses, including the front camera? Okay, so 4K. Okay, I'll say that. So 4K 60 capabilities. Okay, and all cameras, all cams. Okay, no, I I like that one. Yes. Um, um, also, if we're when recording 4K 60, does the device uh, how does the heat management actually go? How many how long can you record? So I think that's a good question. I think we have that one ever since the 5A with the whole how long can you record 4K 60 in there? Um, but thank you, Russ. I appreciate that. Um, do you have a daily driver? Ah, it's not focusing. My daily driver, and it's been in there for the last three days, uh, two days since I've had the phone. Uh, uh, so uh, hopefully that makes sense there. Uh, let me see here. Da, da, da. Ahmed is uh, okay. Ahmed has a quick question here. Excited about the new accessibility features in Tensor could uh, could bring. Could you check some of these? So the uh, we've seen just for reference, kind of like a little bit of in there. I did a video on the last beta of Android 12 that features a lot of the new features that are in Android 12 that we have right now. Uh, but yes, the accessibility I think is a very good uh, accessibility. Yeah. That's actually one of the main features that I feel like. I think for me, the biggest thing that I'm working on towards it, um, uh, Ahmed, is um, better integration for translations for Arabic and uh, transcribing in Arabic. That's also another thing uh, that a lot of a lot of a lot of my followers in the Middle East, at least, uh, were concerned the fact that live transcribe was only available in English. And one of the things that they're focusing on right now is again because of tensor because of what they did here is getting us the abilities of getting a lot of that processing done on device and not relying as much on servers so it's going to be an exciting one but yes i'll, I'll make sure to add that to the list thank you ahmed uh okay one okay let me see here jimmy uh, jim jim is asking here so okay one one trade-off for the a12 um the, the uh, so the a12 shade and the a11 um okay i'm not sure oh trade-offs against the a12 uh and the a uh, and the a11 uh, two new icons versus uh, support versus third party. Three any uh, any shutter. Oh, uh, okay. Any stutter anywhere uh, for, uh, from basically from Tensor and new A12 uh, versus specific for Pixel Six uh, tomorrow. Okay, so that's actually a very good, very good set. But you know what? It's a little bit long, so I'm not going to try to read it. So it's at one hour and twenty nine. So I'm going to jump back and then capture that comment. Now that we have it on the screen, I'll be able to catch it. Thank you very much, uh, Jim, on that one. Uh, the other one is, what is the uh, okay? What is the most things you're interested in about the six uh, six pro? So may, basically, my best feature. Okay, um, right now I'll be. I can tell you right now the the most the most exciting things about the Pixel Six Pro for me was how does Tensor perform? How does Tensor work on a day to day basis? How is the experience on a Pixel changing from what I've been um, living through and through with the Pixel 5a, with the Pixel 5, Pixel 4 XL? How is that changing with Pixel and Tensor and Google services and uh, leveraging all of those, um, the, all the new core architecture that we have with the Tensor uh, processor, especially with having two primes, is a, and basically battery life. That's also another thing that we want to look at in, in there. The Pixel 6 Pro does have a bigger battery, but it's something to keep in mind also that, you know, too many things running at the same at the same time. Are they managing battery at the right level? So I'm with you. 
Does USB-C support 32 or 32-bit uh, 384? Uh, um, okay. Uh, so uh, Gahe is actually asking that question. So that's a good question there. I'll say this to you. Um, depending on the device that you're using, and if you're trying to use it over USB-C, meaning you're trying to use uh, USB-C audio, most of the time, devices that are going to give you that uh, 32, 384 are going to be built into the DAC that you're connecting. So an example would be... So like this, this little nice little uh, eco, uh, you know, uh, amp slash DAC that you can connect via USB-C to a smartphone. This is going to be doing 90% of the work that you're looking into. And I don't think this is something that we would look for specifically within Android 12 or um, specifically like the Pixel 6 Pro. Um, I am testing some audio uh, codecs in there, trying to see uh, wireless and wired to see how it works. But I can tell you right now that most of the time, whenever you're using a smartphone, it's best to rely on external hardware, like this one essentially gives me magnetic, that can give you a better experience. So this will just jump on an iPhone, on an Android, or, or even um, any, even your PC, because of the connection. Uh, it has also a USB-A connector, uh, and it'll still work the best, it'll give you the best experience possible. So hopefully that answers your question there. Let me see here. Da, da, da. Uh, Bert, dude, thank you very much for the for the super chat. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I appreciate it. So here's the question that we have here is, what is your favorite P6 or P6 uh, Pro color? Oh, man. Okay, so I, I don't want to mess up the names of the color, but I am going to bring it up. Um, at the beginning, when I first looked at it, I, I always looked at... So pixels in, in general for the last couple of years have had amazing colors, right? So what I mean by this... The Pixel 4 XL, orange. I know it stands out. I'm like, why would you want an orange phone? But swear to God, once I got this phone, this was one of the hardest phones for me to be able to take out my SIM card. The material, everything looked great. And it just, it made it unique. And we had that colored button that we had in there. And I know Greg has his as well. And it looks really, really nice. Um, then when we went in last year and we started looking at the Pixel 5, Pixel 5, same thing, uh, unique look, very nice look. And we went with that sage green color that we're looking in here. And it kind of gave me that experience. So for me, those are a couple of colors that I really loved. Uh, I'm not saying anything about the the one that I have uh, as a bad color, but I'll say this. My favorite color, so here, uh, store. I was going to go back to the Google store. I was there just a few minutes ago. And we're going to go learn more. Uh, that's not Okay, so here, uh, the Pixel pre-order. Let's go. Pre Pixel 6 Pro unlocked. Come on. Okay, so there's there's many colors. Okay, so we're going to go unlock. I know they're all on uh, pre-orders. Uh, for me, honestly, I would say the Sword of Sunny was my uh, probably would be my color for the 6 Pro. Unfortunately, when you go into those devices, let me double check. It, yeah, it still doesn't. It only has it in 128. The highest storage is on the Mystic Black. Or I want to call it Mystic Black, but it's not. It's the... Um, the stormy black one the stormy black one has the highest capacity uh, i like the cloudy white which actually also a nice color but if i had to pick one for the 6 pro i probably will say it's that it's the sort of sunny although unfortunately that one has the least amount of ram so it uh, not ram uh, storage capacity but as far as it goes with the pixel 6 now they had some nice colors in there as well um, i think i would probably go sorry let me jump in there the kind of coral and, and don't get me wrong. Again, it's it's the fact that I loved an orange Pixel uh, 4XL and then, of course, the green. So when I get colorful devices, because they're going to be unique regardless of what case you put in there, you're definitely going to enjoy uh, those devices. So, yeah, uh, I, I those will be probably my favorite colors. I uh, hope you guys hope, hope that made sense. How many hours of screen on time would the Pixel 6 be getting? So I did put that one on the list for you, definitely for sure. Uh, let me see. Uh, 
Abdullah is asking if I'm Arabic. Inta Arabi. Yes, an Arabi min Lebanon. And I'm Arabic. Yes, I am Arabic. I was born in Lebanon and I, I live in the U.S. right now. So, Alan was Alan. Okay, so. Uh, Kylotech is asking, and thank you, first of all, obviously, for the super chat very, very much. Uh, will Google do uh, do a do your phone app? Okay, so let me tell you. Will Google do a your phone app for pixels? Oh, I know. Okay, I think what you're talking about is um, so. So to a certain point, I think they do have some features in there, kind of like the uh, like a unified application to simplify the experience. Uh, the, some of the things that they've done in Android 12, which will go with all uh, Pixel smartphones, is they've unified the experience when it comes to security, functionalities, and accessibility. So there's new optimizations done there. Is there going to be a unified app that just becomes like a center, like a hub, uh, kind of a, a hub for everything you can do in there? I don't think right now Google's looking into that. They're making it easier to use and giving you better access to it. So I'm hoping in the near future, but at this point, uh, not yet. No. Let double check in there. Uh, in there. Uh, okay, Harvey saying is I just wish carriers would give uh, would give the option for larger storage options, and it, this is the weird part. Yes, um, you you try to pick it up from Sam uh, from you know T-Mobile and whatever. You realize that the selection is not as good as when you get it unlocked from uh, from Google or even I think Best Buy does offer the two fifty six, but I, I'm not seeing much on the five twelve yet. Uh, but yeah, so we'll have to see. Sabah, uh, uh, <laughs> just smile. Thank you. Uh, so uh, just just my just say Sabah, uh, it's like another way of saying Sabaho, my catchphrase for the uh, for the channel. Uh, and it just say basically, you know, we have like Sabah Noor, Sabah Al Khair, Sabah Al Full. So Sabah Noor is basically hope you're doing you hope you're having a great morning. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, is it a better phone than the Mi 11? It's Oh, whoa, that's a good question. So the, the Pixel 6 Pro is a very good smartphone in the sense of where you're getting Google services. It's built for that. Um, and that's that's how Google is putting it out there. Is it better than the Mi 11? That's an experience that I would recommend basically trying out. I feel like the Mi 11 is more comparable to the Pixel 6 than the Pixel, uh, Pixel 6 Pro, mostly because of the way you're looking at it. I mean, the Ultra is definitely a much better comparison to the 6 Pro. Matt Tyler's in the chat, lurking in the chat, man. Hope you're doing well. Um, let me see here. Is 120 hertz important? Uh, oh, actually, that's a great question. So um, A03 is asking, is 120 hertz uh, important or 90 hertz is still good when switching from 60 hertz? The best way I can describe it is, is purely based on numbers. When you go from 60 hertz to 90 hertz, you're getting a 50% boost in performance overall because you're doubling or not doubling. You're basically going 50% more than what you did before. So that's going to be a massive jump. You're going to see it right away in the UI elements and jumping. Going from 90 to 120 is not as much because now you're jumping into a 30% uh, performance boost. It's better, but it, the performance difference, that jolt of a performance difference is not going to be that big. Going from 60 to 120 straight, I feel like you probably will get as, as good of an experience going with 90. I at the end of the day, realistically, 90 hertz and 120, oh, sorry, 90 to 120 is really going to be more needed for games. It's not for watching content. 4K 60 or 60 is the maximum uh, hertz refresh rate that we're getting with most videos on YouTube, 30 to 60. Uh, getting anything higher than that at 90 frames is not going to really be a big difference. So video is not going to benefit from it. Scrolling, UI elements, accessing different things, that's going to help you. And obviously a higher refresh rate. 
the Pixel 6 Pro combines QHD with 120 hertz. It's not new to the market, but it's a first for pixels. So you're definitely going to see a much better, clearer image running at a much faster frame rate uh, than it is if you went with the 1080p 90 hertz refresh rate. So you have to marry the resolution as well as the frame rate to see the differences and why you would want to go with the 120 QHD over a 60 full HD. So hopefully that makes sense. Uh, oops, jumped like 6,000 comments again. Why would I want the Pro over the standard um, editions? Uh, you only need them if you feel like this is something that you need. Uh, the battery, the larger battery, the larger display, you want a higher refresh rate, higher quality display to watch content on your phone. I think those are the only thing. I, the reality, I think somebody asked this question earlier, which one is the best bang for the buck? I think the Pixel 6 is, is going to be where it is. I, if, if you're really considering it, I'd probably say go for the higher storage, whatever model color that you're looking for. And I think that'll be the better solution, uh, mostly because it's better, it's cheaper, and you're still getting literally like about 90% of what you get with the Pixel 6 Pro, with the exception of a few hardware differences. Um, I think uh, Ibrahim is answering a couple of questions. Crap, Russ, I'm, I'm running a custom ROM. Okay, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Greg is always running a custom ROM. That's the beauty of it. Is there any um, is there any concerns about the pixels pixel pass on the pixel 6 um, it's not a concern per se I think what I would probably say so they didn't cover it at the event but it is something that they launched the benefit that you're getting with the pixel pass is a one-time or one monthly payment for everything Google flavor experience so if you don't have Google uh, um, take that back if you don't have uh, YouTube music if you don't have a protection plan on your smartphone um, and obviously you want to, you want the smartphone and you also want to have the storage all those little services that you would have been buying so like YouTube music is about 12 bucks YouTube premium is about 12 bucks uh, the 200 gigabytes um, I think uh, storage is about 699 if I'm not mistaken so that another you're already into 18 dollars a month and then factor a monthly payment for uh, for um, insurance for your smartphone that's another you know maybe another five six bucks a month that you're adding so you're already kind of halfway through the price of the phone getting it getting it on the pixel pass is actually a, a no-brainer if you're comfortable with financing and you like having all of those services combined under one pass so that's the benefit of the google pass or the the, the pixel pass um, and I think obviously, it, as they said, every two years, they would help you upgrade to the next version of the Pixel uh, smartphone. So I think overall, it makes sense if you're long term looking to stay in that ecosystem. Um, I don't think everybody's going to be jumping into it because you can still technically pick and choose those different services and add them individually on your device or even use it with other devices. So it's not particularly going to be appealing to a lot of people. And I think that's why Google also didn't focus too much about it. It's there. If you're a fan, you definitely know about it. And I think you can save some money on it if you're on it. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, let me see here. Da, da, da. Oops, I think I jumped. Uh, Google passed a waste of. <laughs> Again, it depends on what you. It depends on what you need and what you're looking for. Okay, sorry, I'm trying to read an Arabic one. It's uh, the the, but it's a little bit harder. Hold on. like. Oh man, I love it. Okay, damn. Okay. Um, Bo, Habibi, let me let me get back to you that one. Hit me up on, on Twitter for that one if you don't mind. Um, TK, should I be getting the S7 Plus? Okay, sorry. Should I get an, uh, should I get a Tab S7 Plus or wait to see what the S8 series will offer, Russ? Um, to this day, the S7 Plus has been overperforming into what I needed. I don't really think because we have the higher refresh rate on the on the S20 uh, on the S7 Plus, we're already kind of there. There's not going to be much as far as improvement there. I feel like the S7 Plus, if you're able to get a good deal on it, I would definitely jump on it. Uh, <laughs> Twitter, uh, it's it's something that I always I always say. Look, 
should I get what I need? Uh, should I get what I, uh, the, this device now or wait till later is a great question. But the question that's more important behind that is when do you need that device? If you're in a rush and you need to get it, then obviously this is the decision you need to make because you can't wait for the next thing to come out. Then go with the one that you're able to, much more likely would be last year's uh, version at a better price. If you're able to wait, I think that's the better decision to do than in just go forward waiting to let devices release. And guess what? The price for last year's generation version will still be even cheaper at that point once the new one is announced. So the, it really it's more about timing and what you're comfortable and waiting for it. Dominic, okay, so Dominic Wong, Wong jumping in. Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro are basically like the Xperia 1 Mark III and the Xperia 5 Mark III. Um, you just need to decide whether you need uh, you need the power and the features. Absolutely. I feel like it's a very good comparable experience because you're going with the 5 being slightly smaller, 1080p panel, a different refresh rate and so on, but very similar in the camera optics, although they lose the time of flight sensor when we're looking between the 5 and the Mark I and the Xperia 1. So the goal of it here is essentially literally just look at the features that you're looking for. But I would start with the Pixel 6 and then go up, meaning if you find everything you need and everything from the performance wise, obviously, after the reviews start coming out, the 6 that it's going to do the job that you're, you're looking for, then I feel like the 6 Pro is going to be the conversation to look for. If you don't feel like you're being, you you know, if you don't feel like everything in the 6 is meeting your expectation, like you do need a larger display because you want the larger battery, you want the better QHD resolution, 120 hertz and so on, you're definitely going to see the benefit between the two. Uh, but yeah, a great analogy between the two. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, will, uh, will we ever see a Pixel Watch? So a lot of the rumors going around the Pixel Watch are very heavy. A lot of people said there was going to be happening today. Um, we've been waiting for Pixel Watches for quite some time. It's it's not a it's not uncalled for. Uh, this year, for some reason, um, although with the new Wear 3.0, I honestly thought uh, you know Google will release their own Pixel Watch. More than likely, seems like it's at least another year or so before we start seeing it. Um, Google's software for Wear is heavily used by everybody else. For them to jump into the ecosystem, it would have to be a big splash. So. At the end of the day, I think this year was Whitechapel's last Tensor's focus. Hopefully next year we'll see a little bit more as well. Uh, let me see here. Ta -ta -ta. Okay, I think. Uh, is the Pixel 6 Okay, is the Pixel 6 Pro better than the OnePlus 8 Pro? Um, I think that's an easy jump. I think, again, uh, the 8 Pro came out a couple of years ago. Pixel 6 is coming in, obviously, about a year or so later. Uh, it depends on, or depends on what you're really looking for. Is it better as a phone? Uh, that's we're gonna have to wait till Monday to find out. But I think the the I think if I'm not mistaken, the OnePlus 8 Pro is one of the right behind the 9 Pro is definitely one of the better versions of OnePlus devices that we've seen to date. Hopefully that makes sense. Uh, had uh, okay, okay. Um, right now, all of the pixels that are being released are GSM only, not CDMA. So my Istanbul CDMA, I'm the best of GSM. They don't have on SIM card, so maybe I'm sure they do support eSIMs, but that's not the same as CDMA. Uh, what kind of uh, apps, uh, t uh, tasks would and could need a 12? Oh, that's a great question. Um, very few applications will run you where you're able to use all of the 12 gigs of RAM. The main thing that I would probably say is this. Devices that typically show or have a lot of RAM are devices that typically have a lot of background processes that are in there eating up all of the reusable RAM. So what ended up happening over the years, Samsung used to be one of the biggest um, companies that did this, is every time, every year, they'll come up with device X, and then every year they'll say, well, we increased our RAM by 2 gigs or 4 gigs and so on. 
But then when you get the phone and you start using it, they've added so much more background processes that eats up a lot of that RAM that's sitting for you. So the reason why they added RAM is so that you have enough free RAM for the system to run smoothly. As time went on, they fi they finally got this, uh, the, the recipe correct and they were able to get it to work the way you want it. So the long story, what I'm trying to say is this. 12 gigs of RAM may not be fully needed right now, but it's much better to have that much overhead, more overhead for current apps to run with the exception of everything running in the background, meaning, um, you know, any kind of search functionalities that you're running, any background ops, apps, processes, um, anything that's basically listing in the background. If you're listing, if you're using the Google services or using, uh, you know, other functions that may reside in memory, those are going to be the things that you want. But also additional RAM helps, again, bigger overhead, more apps to run in the foreground. Um, and I think 8 is really the sweet spot. I don't feel like 12 is definitely needed. Although from a pro standpoint, they're wanting you to push it more and you may end up being, you know, getting close to it. But I don't think 12 is going to be like this one app that just suddenly eats up all your RAM. It's a combination of everything on your system. I think that's the way we should look at it. Okay. Uh, do you think the Pixel uh, will dominate the iPhone in the market? I don't think Pixel is trying to dominate Apple uh, ecosystem, and I don't think the Pixel smartphones will compete in that manner. I think what Google's doing this year, Pixels are trying to become more, um, I think is what they tried to do a few years back when they tried to go with more premium, is to give you a premium experience, and they're controlling everything the way Apple does. So if anything, they're literally taking a page out of Apple's book and applying it to their recipe of making a Pixel. So my hope is that if you're going into an, a Pixel experience, is that you get the best Pixel experience possible because Google now finally controls not just the hardware, not just the software, but the so hardware as well. So that's the best way to look at it from, from that aspect. Uh, I would not be okay. Sorry, Er uh, Ibrahim saying is I would not be surprised with all of the uh, collaborations between Google and Samsung that Samsung's have a time to, uh, ha has a time uh, exclusive for the new Wear OS with Google getting uh, getting uh, in uh, return basically getting it in return, uh, i.e. cost of uh, cost of tensors SFC. I like how you did that. You kind of went between the two. It's like well you know rub my back here. No. Um, I think, like I said, it, Google's focusing on what they've done and what they want to keep focusing on. Tensor and Whitechapel was the big thing that they wanted to push, and they were able to reach it. Uh, having them jump in at the same time with a new watch is just a lot of different parts that I feel like people will have to cover. I think we'll have to see. But the Pixel Watch at some point could make its way out, um, although what, can, what, what, what will Google do and who will they use? To a certain point, we've been looking at Pixel smartwatches for some time because very few companies even customize the UI element. I mean, Oppo and TickWatch does, but for the most part, you're really getting as close to what Wear OS is intended to look like. So when we say Pixel, what what feature do you feel like miss are missing from Pixel uh, from smartwatches these days that Samsung or no, Samsung, but like can, that Google can actually put it together there? Uh, okay. So we are getting close to that magic two, uh, two hour uh, option there. I will say this, I'm going to keep answering the questions, but I do want to hit up everybody. Uh, if you haven't been or first time hitting, checking out the show, um, there is a thing that we do. It's called the TKception. Uh, and it's a little bit of a visual effect here, but we kind of also go through and thank everybody for hanging out and chatting with us. Um, I have a lot of nice ideas. I appreciate everybody uh, commenting and letting me know. And of course, just by the way, even though the video is it may be done, uh, you're more than welcome to come back and comment on the video. I'm going to be going through all of those comments all the way through more uh, tomorrow noon to make sure to incorporate the best list that I can and try to answer all of the questions that you guys had for me today. Um, obviously, a lot of them were repeating, but you know, as, as they are. 
Um, so the way we do the TKception is very simple. You're probably going to start seeing it. Joey just kicked it off for us. Uh, essentially, it's a hashtag TKception. We throw that in the comments and I'll give it a few minutes here to kind of build up a little bit. So I'll answer some questions and then we'll go ahead and do the actual uh, inception. And it, it's a visual thing. Like I said, uh, it's fun to do. Uh, let me hear. So does the Pixel 6 series have a similar, hold on. Does the Pixel 6 series have a very similar function like the secure folder uh, on Samsung? Um, I want to, I don't know if Google has secure folder functionalities similar to the way we had it before. So I don't think that's the feature that's been part of Pixel. Like somebody could correct me. I don't look for them typically. Um, but uh, as, as a feature, that's something that I can add it to my list, of course. So here, uh, secure folder. I'll double check that one as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, da, da, da. Um, does image processing work faster than the Pixel 5? Uh, I think by definition of the way they're setting it up, like the Pixel 5 being a mid-ranger, and this is intended to be more of a, uh, of a how do I say this, uh, more of a premium experience, flagship, I would definitely imagine that, that it's supposed to be improved over that. Um, how much, we don't know exactly. Uh, let me see here. I'm kind of going through. The most interesting uh, part of the Pixel Watch will be the SOC. So I'll, I'll, I agree with you, and I'll, I'll say that I think the SOC on a Pixel Watch will definitely be the best part. Although what I feel like at this point, what we have is a very good combination of processor and RAM. The 4100 with at least a gig of RAM has been doing amazingly well on most devices, specifically tick watches that are not even using their own SOC. They're using Qualcomm's and the RAM and all, so on. And they're just putting their own flavor on top of it with a little bit of a launcher customization option. So uh, with you, the processor will more than likely be the biggest thing. I think it would definitely drive into that one. Let me see here. Uh, Google bought Fitbit Pixel Watch will be a Q1 2022. Uh, Brandon Wall did it, predicted it right there. I think that's a good prediction. That is a very good prediction that Fitbit will play a big part of that. I would imagine them buying a, a watch, uh, a company that's focused on, on selling watches and uh, fitness trackers would be the area where they would focus on it. Can someone pre-order a Pixel from the uh, from the Caribbean? I'm. That's a good question. I'm not sure. Uh, I am not sure. But let's go ahead and do this. Okay. So uh, I don't know why Norton's deciding to be in my face, but let's go ahead and do this. We're going to do, uh, so this is how the TKception happens. It's going to happen in about four, three, two, right there um it is as you can see here essentially i'm sharing my screen we're showing everybody in the chat of course with us here uh i'll jump back real quick i think joey was one of the first ones eh, where are you joey okay so we have matt tyler of course as usual tkception tkr bay tk the man the legend hashtag quantum back now some uh, some lg chill guy uh, of course, as usual, uh, Ibrahim ER 1980. Thank you very much, TKception, uh, TK Pixel Embarkoception. <laughs> as can we can we have done any better? Greg All as always, Pixel Six Pro guy. Always thank you very much, Greg. Uh, Dominic Wong, big big fan of the channel, of course. TKception, TK Embargo Bay. <laughs> Greg jumping back with us. Oh, here it is. Joey, uh, TKception, TK Super Saiyan, of course. TK Xperia Pro, um, II. <laughs> Pro 2. I love that one. Um, it is very interesting that at least, uh, like I said, Monday is going to be a super exciting day for many people. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, what Xperia has to offer, but I'm also looking to see some of the content that we're going to see on Monday. Xperia is just going to, it's going to be an Xperia day. It's not, sorry, Pixel day. It's going to be a Pixel day for sure, all around, for sure. Uh, ta, ta, ta. Let me. Uh, do you think face unlock? My, okay, I think there's a lot of other ones. Let me see if I, if I missed any other one. So here, Jimmy Fire Dragon. Thank you, PK, TK Seption, TK Team Pixel, Pixel Six, Pixel Six and Six Pro, TK 
I'm not going to say that word. See, you almost had me there. And of course, Pixel Watch, always, always appreciated. Uh, let me see. Okay, so I think that was mostly it. I, I, I will say this. The experience on a, on a Pixel is becoming more exclusive. Uh, and I mean this is material you material you google and everything has changed the way we see pixels uh, at least going forward with the neck with the with the devices that receive android 12. so the reality is from now on we no longer have a vanilla version of android we now have pixel flavor of, the, of android the features that we're looking at the optimizations that they did with the tensor processor are intended to give us the best experience that they can do on their hardware that's the pure best experience best basically uh, the, the best way of looking into it doesn't mean if all of these features are not going to come to other devices probably they're going to come in at a much more uh, maybe a staged experience because that's how we typically have gotten them none of the features that they've released have always have ever been specific to them at some point they get released when they get optimized do you think or you know, from the questions that we've seen today is is it better than the iphone 13 is it better than the s21 ultra at the end of the day my question would be is more about what you want to do is it better doesn't make it better it just makes it a situation that you feel like this is better or worse than the purchase that you made if that's what you're looking for that's absolutely fine i'm not saying that is no there's no right for somebody to to validate the purchase that they did it is still a good purchase at the end of the day though when i want you to understand and want you to see it at least from my point of view is before looking at other devices, if they're better than yours, are you satisfied with the way your phone is? If you're not, those are going to be the conversations of why you're looking at other devices. Don't judge a device based on the fact that it is not as fast as the other one. How does it perform day to day? Benchmarks are going to be posted on Monday. And I think that's another thing that a lot of people like to make their decisions. And I think I saw somebody, I think it was at Saki Tech, that posted a benchmark off of the iPhone 13 Pro Max. And he said, nothing on the market will beat it. At the end of the day, I've said this before and I'll say this again. Benchmarks are not everything. We don't live in a benchmark bubble. The benchmark is purely a synthetic representation of a point in time with a specific algorithmic process that goes and it repeats itself. It's a good reference point, but it is by no means a decision point. And please, when you watch that and when you see people making their decision based on benchmarks, I would really start questioning what their justification and how do they use benchmarks. Again, unless we unless we daily on every day we do benchmarks, I don't really see that as a benefit. So with that being said, Everybody on the chat today, everybody in the in the in the uh, in on the show was absolutely banging. One of the mo one of our more um, busy and and very engaging. A lot of questions, a lot of people hanging out with us. I didn't even realize we were close to the two hours. I honestly was looking. I'm thinking. I was like, okay, we're about the one fifteen. That's usually when we usually do it. Uh, but I do want to say thank you very, very much to Gary, uh, as always, for jumping in and hitting us with this massive, massive uh, support. To Gary, the fireman, our, our biggest guy, thank you very much for hanging out with us. Uh, Pixel, happy Pixel 6 and 6 Pro launch week. Uh, next week is going to be busy. There's going to be a lot of Pixel phone videos and a lot of conversations, a lot of opinions. And I feel like Google was finally able to bring back the excitement about a launch. We haven't had that for a while, and we've been losing it every phone launch every phone launch leaks just kill the buzz this is the time where we need to get excited for monday so i hope you guys share that excitement if you haven't subscribed to the channel make sure you subscribe so you know exactly on monday all of the conversations that we've had and how i feel about the pixel 6 pro and what can we talk about in the future because i think that's literally it's the floodgates are going to be opening up for all of us 
So with that being said, I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you do well and do well with your technology. Uh, thank you for the support. Thank you for checking it out. Again, I'll see you next week for another episode of Best of Our Well, Best of Our Week on Thursday, which I think Juan and I will have a lot of conversation and a Saturday morning with tech as always. Take care, everybody, and connect with your families and friends. You haven't talked to them for, if you haven't talked to somebody for some time, I'm pretty sure they'll be happy to hear back from you. I'll see you next week. Bye bye for now.